millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Babe. 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 I'm Lara. And I'm Ryan. And this is Babe. This so, is hi. a hi. <laughs> this is a very this is a supersized episode of Babe. Yeah, this is extra special. Yeah. There's, there's lots a, of things happening. There's a lot of changes. There's a lot of changes yeah. taking place. Number one, we're in Ryan's apartment. Yeah. Which is new. <laughs> Which is a, a new space for us. Laura is sitting at a table, which really I'm at a trolls table, her. Which I don't like. I yeah. like the couch. <laughs> I like the couch. I prefer it. You love to lounge. I love a lounge moment. Yeah. So this feels professional, except I do get to hold the mic, so I still feel like in my element. And I'm not holding the mic, which means you actually will be able to hear me crystal queer mm-hmm. for the first time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so and we have a that very could be a special. Good or a bad thing. We have a very special guest, but we'll get to that we'll get in to a minute that. because we need to talk about us. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what are we going to talk about? It's weird to be in front. We're to just set the scene. We're at a table oh, yeah, with a, a producer. producer for the first time. A producer, Sammy, yeah. and our guest, who you'll find out more about in a minute. <laughs> but it's just like and a dog and a dog. We have a dog. I'm dog sitting. So this yeah. is like a whole new world. Yeah, this is really weird. This is like not. I'm not used to like our bare bone, like walkie talkie yeah. operation that yeah. we usually do. Mm-hmm. But um, this is about like just it's about you know growing up. Things. It's about growing up. Yeah, yeah. So you've been doing acting classes this <laughs> week. <laughs> Ryan, I'm Ryan is classes. becoming an actor. <laughs> an actress. He's, he's taking acting classes to learn how to act like himself. Okay, wait. So, so I too took an acting class <laughs> once upon a time. Whenever I would have like wayward moments where I like didn't know what I would wanted to do with my life, I would like just sign up for acting lessons. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was this space on Melrose that was walkable from our old apartment. So I would go to acting classes there. And part of the exercise in the acting class was <laughs> that you had to stand up in front of the whole room of people and then they would tell you who you looked like and who they think that you could play. So I have that list because I held on to it. Put it on your vision board? Yeah, so I want to read it. Okay. Jennifer Aniston. Duh. Maggie Gyllenhaal. No. Kim Raver. I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know her. Kristen Wiig. Sure. Catherine Heigl. No. Amanda Seyfried. No. J-Lo. No! Wait, that's like, that's like racial. I was, yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's racial. I don't think so. I don't love that. <laughs> Although she has looked pretty white sometimes. Yeah, she I'll does have that. moments. Yeah. J-Lo can look, yeah. Annalyn McCord. <laughs> that's an insult from 90210? <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Mandy Moore. Mm, no. Misha Barton. Uh, 
Yikes, that's a deep troll. Rebecca Hall, your girl. Oh, I love Rebecca Hall. Sarah it's Jessica great. Parker, True. which I love. Sure. Sarah Michelle Geller, uh, which I don't see, but I also <laughs> love. Mira Sorvino. Oh. And then we got into like what I could play. Who wait, who told you this? Just all the people in the acting. It was like literally in front of thirty or forty who, people. Though? Like the they other, just raise their hands the and say acting it. People? The, the other, other acting people. The other and then the, people in the and class? then someone would write it all down and then give it to you. So I would love just, to know who was like J Lo. Who told you J Lo? Who in the I class was like a real you guys? Babe, a real babe told me J Lo. Yeah, that person was baiting out that day. <laughs> J Lo. J Lo. J No. J No. There's yeah. a girl next door. A tomboy. Girl next door. A period piece. A nurse. <laughs> a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> An exclamation point piece. Love. Okay. A high school student, which I love that. Oh, I love that. A troubled, that was many a years troubled ago. teen. No, this was four years ago. So many years ago. Yeah. A model. <laughs> oh, well done. A young mom. The, oh. <laughs> an Amish girl. Uh, Amelia, wait, or Amelia Amish? Earhart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if any, if any producers are listening and would love to make an Amelia Earhart biopic, I am available. And I would love like I'm an ready. I would love like an, a hybrid of like Amelie Earhart, <laughs> yeah. an Amelie Amelia Earhart yeah. hybrid, manic pixie Earhart, yeah, yeah. A manic pixie like, like flying the plane all crazy, ah, crazy. Yeah. I need to get my boyfriend. <laughs> ah. Like where's my shins mixtape that I'm gonna send him over the Atlantic? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, I love that. Yeah. I'm confused by it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. J Lo, yeah, <laughs> J Lo. There you go. You should you should definitely capitalize on that somehow. Made in Manhattan. <laughs> Two. Uh, what's that? Like, oh my god, that movie that she was in. I want to say Bright Eyes, but that's a band. It was Angel Eyes. She's Angel been in a lot Eyes. of bad movies. She's actually not Angel that... Eyes. What's Angel Eyes? Well, of course, like no one heard of it. She the played. Cell. She played this this cop, to be this like cell. rough cop who like had a blowout every day. The amazing thing about J Lo is like she plays these roles where she's like scrappy and tough, but she her own vanity gets in the way every time, so she looks like a literal bombshell. Like I love it, when like, actresses do that. Where they're like, (laughs) in this scene, I'm an alcoholic. Like Gwyneth did that in Country Strong, where she played like a raging alcoholic who had like had a miscarriage because she fell off stage, but then literally looks like so stunningly gorgeous. It's like this isn't adding up. Yeah, no, I I don't. Yeah, I don't know if miscarriages really bring bring the glow back into your skin. (laughs) For her, it seemed to. Oh. Oh, there you go. This feels like a good time to. This is an organic to segue. Yeah. So our first guest ever on Babe is is a big one for us. Um, he is, I would say, a business associate of ours. He is. He's a champion of our work. Of our, yeah. You exactly. may have heard us talk about him before on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, I troll you. <laughs> yeah, of course. He, he's active. Um, he's so an hard. active reader. Yeah, he's an active talk. He's an active reader. So hard. No, well now now is your time. Now, I can see you me. wanting to talk, and now you can so talk. This is a, Ladies and gentlemen, after podcast. Yeah. Oh. 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 Radio show. Host. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's, not really it's a radio yeah, it's show. A radio show. Oh right. Come on, I mean, man. it feels like but a what's podcast. The but what's it's the difference? You can't get one it on a podcast. On the radio, yeah. Right. And one is not on, on demand yeah. on Sirius XM, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. There this you go. It's a classic O'Connell moment. I know. Of, like not no, even knowing okay, what a podcast is. No, it's okay. I told people I was doing a podcast for months when I first started. Well, it's it's Jim's too stupid for politics, right? And then mine would be like Ryan's too stupid for radio. So we should say his name. It's Jim Parsons. It's Jim Parsons. It's Jim Parsons. That's the guest. You may have heard of him. My name is Jim Parsons. I'm reading for the role of guest on <laughs> the Babe podcast. We'll see. 
I've seen but, you do a show where it's just you in New York. Yeah. Well, there were two little angels. Yeah. Sweet, but, sweet angels. But it was, it was you. It was a lot of talking to the it, audience. It was crazy I'm that you did that. I'm not dying to do that again. Yeah. Not that particular project, but talk to an audience the whole time. I, I found by the end, while there were certain fun things about it, I prefer as an actor to talk to another actor on stage and right. just let the audience watch. Yeah. Would you interact with the audience mm. in that show? I mean, or like stare at certain people. What was your like? Approach? Well, there were there only the only time we had a worked in major interaction with them was we had a built in thing for late seating, and mm-hmm. I would yell at them okay. when they came in as God. Yeah. And um, <laughs> other than that, it was only if somebody spoke up, and which didn't happen too often. Um, I did get um, a fuck you faggot one night. <laughs> no! <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. Wait, why would they Wait. go see a show? <laughs> Starring you. Like man. a one yeah. man. Playing like, God. I, I think that they were... They're like, you know what, a, I'm going to buy an expensive theater to yell, <laughs> yeah, you know. To harass you. Um, oh it was God. odd. They're like, I'm not going to lie. Babe? How did you... Wait, you should have been like, babe? Babe? From the stage? The problem was... How did you respond? to that on the stage. Well, I couldn't tell exactly what was going on. I only knew that somebody was having some sort of verbal fit. And I was <laughs> they told... Tourette's? No. Well, I don't know. I mean, something was wrong with them, yeah. clearly, because yeah. even if you felt offended by what I was doing, that's a, that's a far way to go. Right. But uh, I was only later that somebody told me, did you know exactly what they said? And I said no. And one of the angels, who was the one walking through the audience, Chris Fitzgerald, who's an actor, um, he told me. He was like, it was fuck you, fuck it. I was like, oh my God. Did they take him out of the theater? Yeah, they, they found him. Okay. Uh, Wow. No one ever heard from him again. No. (laughs) There was one other incident, and I can't now remember because that one was so specific and offensive, that there was one other incident where they had to take somebody out, and, and... and I don't remember what he said, but there was something else. Wow. I, you know, look, we knew portraying God was yeah. dicey, um, but I don't know. But like, know. I'm obsessed with someone that buys the ticket. <laughs> yeah, the tickets are not, they're they're not, not cheap. cheap. Extremely expensive. Yes. Even the go, nosebleeds that's are an extremely troll. expensive. Yeah. That's like when I bought my couch that you wanted just to troll you. Yeah. That it was, was a, a commitment to troll. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah. when you do when you do that kind of troll, when you pay money to yeah. troll, the joke is always on, on you. On you. Yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. Like, right. like, it is. The show gets the money. Yeah. Your money is going to just playing supported. God. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. just turned the rest of the crowd completely on my side. Whatever yeah. they yeah. thought beforehand. Oh, totally. Um, no, it's a very odd situation. Which, which was why I say I don't know that it, something was wrong. You know, whatever yeah. the specific wrong was. That's an odd choice. I remember um, when I saw you in that. I was there for my book, and I lost my voice, and I had to record my audiobook. And you gave me the name of your doctor, and I went to go oh, see yes. her, and she shot me full of steroids, which I've never done before. Oh yeah. And I was like. Walking on sunshine. Yeah. Oh, like literally, like I saw her. I was like, "Hi, I had to record an audio book in 20 minutes." And she was like, "Oh, don't worry, honey. We'll fix you right up." And I was like, "Okay." And then I was like, "Yeah, right." And then literally, it was like, Pew! and then it was like off to the races. I and we recorded. We had three days slotted to record the audio book, and I recorded it in a day and a half. Did you really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just like on speed. I, was I like, tell you, when used properly, steroids really are. A modern miracle. They are. It mm-hmm. really is true. I but, know. Um, I guess they can be very bad for you. And well, I don't mean the weight training. They'll send you 
off the have cliff. you been on them i have just for like mostly treating like colds or viruses yeah. or something like that yeah. and they always make me feel insane yeah. and i start sweating a ton and oh, it's I just like i'm it. so hungry it felt like adderall to me yeah it felt yeah like, well i mean it's, you know, it's well, like yeah, being I mean, on drugs if you've yeah. ever enjoyed drugs at all you'll performance probably enjoy enhancing. prednisone yeah. yeah i don't like doing uppers but for some reason i really like that one and i remember like after recording Maybe you don't know yourself <laughs> yeah quite as well as you Thank you, do. Speaking of oh. drugs, what I had like a really crazy dream that like two nights ago that I was at some party and was offered heroin and I was going to do it. And then I had a moment where I was like, do I really want to do heroin right now? And then I like <laughs> looked at someone who was on the heroin that I was supposed to do. And I was like, this doesn't seem like a fun place to really do heroin. And I don't think I really want that in my life. Have so you ever I was done like, it before? No, I no, hadn't. And I was like, I've done heroin adjacent drugs. Really? What is yeah. that? Um, I Oxycontin used to not be time released, like when it was killing everyone, mm-hmm. like because it would all hit you at once. So you mean it stopped? When did it stop killing everyone? <laughs> well, like, it's still killing. I'm sorry, it's the, still killing everyone, but it's slightly Ryan harder. Ryan came to announce that the opioid <laughs> crisis is over. <laughs> It's a huge announcement. You've heard it here first. Oh my god! Breaking news. No, it's over, babe. It's over. Get over it. Um, No. um, Okay, I'm sorry. So, back in the OG oxycontin days, Mm -hmm. there was no time release. Now there is a time release, but of course you can get rid of it if you're, you know, smart and people just inject it. Whatever. Anyway, the point is, is that I took it. I, it was so funny because I was, I was hunting for it. I wanted it. And I was like in my liberal arts class, like whatever. And there was a girl that came to class one day crying and she just looked really fragile and weird. And I was like, she knows where Oxy is. Like in my brain, I was like, <laughs> she knows where the Oxy is. So I like went up and I was like, babe, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm just kind of fighting my boyfriend. And I was like, anyways. And then I was like, Oxy, Oxy. And she goes, oh yeah, I have some. I can get you some immediate. Like, no, it was crazy. <laughs> you guys, honestly, like you once. You always have a sixth sense. I, I think. Sense college, for drugs. In, especially in college, it's very easy to identify the other babes yeah. that can like get you to go take level up a babe. If a girl is coming to her class just casually crying, and she did it like twice, yeah. you just know that there's. We had some. I had some criers. Yeah, like a casual crier. You just know that there's like oxy on the end of that rainbow. <laughs> well, what? So you took it? What? Happened? So I took it. Okay, so this is like kind of embarrassing. So I took it, and it was really fun. I went to Spring Awakening. The play. Yeah, yeah Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> did it make you tired? No, it made me feel very euphoric. So I went to go see Spring Awakening. It was the original cast, too. It was um, Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff. Oh, I'm sure they'll be honored fun. to know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> I was like, yes, the bitch of living. Like, I was like, uh-huh. So, um, and then we went out, and me and my friend, and I felt amazing. I mean, truly amazing. And then um, I woke up the next day, and I felt terrible and my friend was like oh maybe because we oh we sorry we were staying this physically is, or emotionally physically. physically i was like feeling really nauseous oh. and this is really embarrassing we were staying at a w hotel in midtown i know i know <laughs> and which is which is its own calm down and then uh my friend was like you should get food from room service um and you should feel better and so i was like okay and then so the room service guy came and he you know he unveiled the food and I just vomited. Oh, right then. in your lap? 
just like right you know, in front of, the, <laughs> food in front of the food service guy yeah and so i was like i'm so sorry like and then on the floor or like how just in bed like he came i was in bed you were in bed and you just I rolled just over and vomited did in you the feel bed. better then no the oh, vomit, that's the, too bad the vomit the vomiting actually <laughs> didn't stop for a long time oh, no so i was supposed to check out at noon but i couldn't move because i was vomiting every like 10 minutes so i had to call the front desk and be like i have to stay an extra night and then i did and i felt better but it was like a day did of they vomiting. come change the sheet yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so you never did it again, or no? Did you? Well, no. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I did it. I mean, no, I never did. Was this oxy- at the beginning of your like painkiller? It was around the journey? middle. It was around okay. the middle. I was in college, so it wasn't like I was fully addicted to painkillers when I was twenty four, twenty five to like 20, 24, 25, 26. Mm-hmm. I was twenty two, so I was like dipping my toes. I was like doing a little bit of it, but I was in school and I had shit to do. Yeah. Um. So I never, I wasn't fully hooked then. But um. But yeah. So no, I didn't do oxy. I didn't ever did oxy eighty milligram the non time release ever again. Um. But uh, I just did Percocet, which is kind of a lighter form. But eighty, I, but 80 yeah. milligrams is a lot. It's oh, honey, it's a lot. Yeah. Do not recommend that at home. No. <laughs> do not do not do that. We didn't um, do I mean I'm older, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's the reason. We didn't have prescription like we did drugs like you hear about between, you know, pot and X right. or ecstasy. X. Uh, what do we call lo- it? E? I know I love that you call it X, yeah. Molly or Molly. No, is that what you call Molly? Like a different genre. But you say ecstasy, I think. Ecstasy? Like yeah. a press pill. Uh-huh. Ours I like a pill. It was like yeah, yeah, like kind of white with little flecks in it or something. Oh, I don't flex. Remember. Okay. I mean, maybe times yeah. have changed. It's been a long time. Um, acid, you know. Acid, acid. I mean, uh, <laughs> you did acid. A psychedelic, uh, a psychedelic journey. Do you mean to tell me that the woman who loves tie dyed has no, never I done did acid. acid? Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. I've done, okay. I've, I've done I it only once though. Only I would never come back the same. Because I got a little. I didn't want to like fully like immerse. No, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. I was like just laughing it up. I was like truly. It was I was very great. lucky. I lived with two people, uh, a guy and a girl who were a couple, and they had had more experience with recreational drugs. And so I was able to kind of have a very safe environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that sounds so casual to say. I don't know. My kids don't do drugs. But I mean, you know, <laughs> I just feel like if you were going to have an experience like that, Make as, sure as I safe. did. Well, I was around people that weren't there to freak me out. Yeah. Like, right. we didn't even, like, go out. Like, we would right. uh, hole up just in the apartment out. and hang out. Mm-hmm. Right. And just experience whatever it was. That, that sounds we like fun. Yeah. yeah. I was... I'm, again, not promoting. It was great. It was yeah. fantastic. It really was. I never did psychedelics because I, I would be that person that took it once and was like going to live in, in his car for the rest of his life. Like literally like never came back to the same. Yeah. You, you have know? to be I mean, in a good headspace. My brain is a fragile. You have to know yourself enough to know like sometimes it's not good. What I've learned from trial and error is it's not good to go into a psychedelic experience like iffy no. or no. anything at all. No. You need to be like very confident that have you're a ready. Meltdown. Yeah. I mean, I, I every time I've taken drugs, it's been it's been a joke. I, I remember the first time I did Adderall was when I was a freshman in college and I was studying for a final and I got distracted doing a MySpace quiz, a MySpace quiz, and I spent six hours. I, I was up till six a.m. answering a MySpace quiz. How like long a MySpace was the quiz? quiz that literally is like, what's the last thing you ate? Like, what's the last person who's the last person you kissed like those things and i was i was carefully crafting my um my, did you publish my it? answers yeah i published it Where on my is MySpace. It? I it was wonder- on my myspace 
I published it on my MySpace, and that was what I did for six hours. I did a MySpace quiz, and then I fell asleep, and I missed my final. <laughs> so, oh my god! Uh, yeah, I'm not good. <laughs> well, but I think that's very interesting because it's supposed to give you more focus, right? Yeah, well, I don't but, really have an but if you get so if you, you get focused. focused on the wrong thing, okay. honey, yeah, you, yeah, you, you can focus on the wrong thing. You came in. Focus on the wrong thing. Really? Now, yeah. Did you do it recently? You were going to do it for some reason. Yeah, I'm not always. It's like mostly for writing stuff. Because as we all know. I don't. It takes me. It takes a village. It takes a village to get me to write a first draft of anything. Mm-hmm. It's like torture. It's like I. It feels. It hurts me to have mm-hmm. to like pull a draft of anything out mm-hmm. of myself. So Adderall just helps that happen mm-hmm. faster. But I do run the risk. Like if my text messages are popping up on my computer to get honed in, in and then I'm like, I should text my dad. I should yeah. text my aunt. Like I no, should just check in lit. on people and see how That's they're doing. Hysterical. You get really lit. And then I remember when I worked at Thought Catalog, my boss came in one day and just gave me an Adderall and said, write 5,000 words on anal sex. And <gasps> so I did. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> like I was, and I wrote an ebook in an entire day. No. Yeah. I wrote an ebook. I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh my right. God. Yeah, now, bad. is the work you do into that, in that condition decent quality? Depends. Yeah. Depends. Yeah. yeah. yeah it for can me, be. It, yeah. For me, yeah. it is. It's like, it's, I need just a Kickstarter to get me going, yeah. and then I'm like... Kickstarter? You should have a Kickstarter to get you going. No, I do. I <laughs> need, I need one. Get Laura going. <laughs> Donate to Laura's Kickstarter to get her going. Whoa. Just People like, would understand f- that. They I think would. The They'd readers relate. would understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but like... And then once I'm... Once my creative wheels are spinning, then yeah. I can be like, oh, yeah. And then I come yeah. up with like a good idea, yeah. and I'm feeling good, and then... That just linger. The yeah. idea sits there for days and weeks. I feel like I have so many questions from the episodes I've listened to, but I won't remember well, we them all now. we have questions for you. Okay, yeah, okay. We, we have questions for you. Okay, so yeah. I want to talk about our origin story, because okay. when when I went to go meet you, mm-hmm. it was when... Uh, you came my, to my house. Yeah, I came to your house, um, and it was when my book had come out, mm-hmm. or not not come out, uh, you had a house like a few meeting. months ago. Yeah, we had a house meeting, and I was really scared to meet you, because I had been around celebrities long enough to know that they're psychotic, and I was really oh, fr- I was really because they're crazy they are I mean you're not but that's but we'll get to that so so like basically all celebrities operate on a certain level of babe at all times and some can be worse than others some can be a babe dot 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 like you know what I mean talking about yeah like celebrities to or think- actors need need my experience with them and I know that this is not like the mm-hmm. general rule my experience with them is that they need a lot of attention all the time mm-hmm. like they need to be soothed constantly like their soothe meter needs to come it's kind of funny I think about it like as they need to like to be watered you know so like they'll come over and they'll be like hey how are you and you're like great and then they like won't leave and then you're like you were so amazing today you're fucking gorgeous you're amazing did you lose weight and they're like thank you so much and then they move on to the next one it's like it gives them life you know what I mean like it like soups them up you know like it's almost like going to a gas station and getting filled up you know yeah. well I think and, like anyone that gets to a level of celebrity or well known mm-hmm. like it takes them ba- like you have to be a babe to become that babe mm-hmm. but like, I, yeah. I don't know but then so like when I met when I was going to meet you I was really like oh my god he might be a psycho blah 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 and the twist was is that you weren't you were to- and not, and not even like I also think the bar for normal celebrity is really low like That's I think probably like, very true no no yeah. but, but 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 you're not even at that bar you're like just at a normal person like level well my first thank you um, <laughs> secondly I think that it happened so late like I worked like under the radar and by that I mean like in local theater and, and mm-hmm. whatever for so long that by the time there was people were treating me differently because that undeniably happens to different degrees um, 
it would just seem to me somewhat odd rather than a new way of living. That being said, I do think that what you're getting at, everyone is susceptible to and almost unavoidable, which is that people do talk to you differently. They look at you differently. They treat you differently. And, and at some point you do morph into that is your reality. And I can't see that how you wouldn't change a little bit. And maybe it's not for the bad, but it is for the necessary, you know, right. Unless you're able to retire and just go away in a cave again, but well, do I don't you th- know. do you think you've changed? Or is, I'm sure is I have. It, I'm yeah. sure I have. I don't know because you just seem so normal. I'm like, what would you be like before? I don't I know. I mean, I was look. In I think in the essential ways we're talking about, I have not changed. I think that's probably somewhat true. But I just I don't know. I nobody. When I first started doing the show, our costumer on it said to me. She's like, at a certain point, you will never again see people. You, they won't show you, the, most of them, who they are the same way most other people see them. That's really interesting. Wow. It was That's very true. interesting mm-hmm. and profound, and it has turned out to be true. Um, it's not always off. I mean, for me, it's typically very nice. I get, I get a really nice side of almost everybody. Right. Um, but, you know, sometimes you'll hear horror stories about people and you'll be like, oh, yeah, they don't do that in front of me. Right. Yeah. They, they, they I don't know, know why they exactly. Know better. I really well, no, don't think people want something. I really don't think it's about right. that. I mean, I don't have that much power anyway. But I just think it's, you know, I'm sure I do it when I, you know, when I, I don't know, meet I think, people I guess that I've people, watched all my life or whatever. I guess people just present themselves differently. Like they want to give you their best version of themselves because, yeah. because it feels like, I don't know. I get, but I think that that's a very true, probably it's like validation seeking for them because Perhaps. if you're like a known person, they want to be yeah. like, Oh, I hope this person yeah. likes me. Even if it's like they, even if they really don't care, they, they don't were care about it. Or, yeah. Don't right. know. It's a human instinct. I have this, I call it a big babe theory though. Big babe. Oh, um, like my show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been sitting on that one for a while. Um, really smart to say. Been that. sitting on mm-hmm. that for a while. What does it mean? Um, I think that you. But like, I want to know the times that you have babed out. I yeah. feel like you are just so all around a babe, but I just don't trust it because I think that maybe in your twenties, maybe you were more of a babe because everyone is a, tw- a babe in their twenties. Yeah. And I want to know about moments that you've babed out. Yeah. Like, youthful babe moments. Youthful babe moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So God. for me, like the first marker of babe dumb is like when you get your heart broken for the first time. Like I went psychotic. Yeah. I went nuts. I like cried in a field. <laughs> <laughs> he screamed. Called I collapsed. Someone- Treat, was this teen, teen trash? trash. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I collapsed dramatically at a park. I was like, mm, like it really? was just nuts. Yeah, so I want to know if you've ever done that. Yeah, I would say that like love drive drove me to babe them. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I don't feel like I did that only because I feel like I tried to protect myself from getting there so mm-hmm. much that I didn't ever get into a relationship. I mean, my first really long-term relationship has been was Todd. I mean, I mm. didn't I didn't date a whole lot before that. I had I had close gay friends that I would have liked to have been a couple with, perhaps, and it never happened. We just stayed friends, and I never pressed the issue to keep myself from being hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm really trying to think. Like, 
I guess maybe I'm confused about what qualifies as babe. Okay, let me start here. Okay. The, the most recent babe, and I just told you about this. It was a mild, very adult babe, so it's not that maybe that exciting. But it was when I posted something on Instagram just this past week. My sister had texted me a picture of her voting precinct down in Texas on primary okay. day. And it said, it was a sign that said, Republicans vote here. And she texted me, she goes, so I guess I'm not supposed to go there. And I was like, but where are you going then? I don't understand. And, and I was like, I babed out in that I kind of couldn't, I got kind of hysterical blindness for a minute and was like, something must be done. Right. And so I posted, and so I was like, your dirty tricks aren't going to work here. And so I posted on, on Instagram, this picture of that. And I said, um, don't all voters, no matter what political persuasion, go to the same precinct. And, and then I kind of amended it. I was like, says seen in Texas or whatever from my sister. And then I kind of amended it when I cooled down a little bit saying, I really am asking honestly because I don't, I really didn't know. Right. And me and my sister were going back and forth Googling and she was like, I'm only getting more confused about this. And I was like, go in there and ask if you're supposed to be here if you want to vote for the Democrat. And if, if, if this is the only place you have, why is that sign up? Right. Well, she's a busy mother and didn't do her civic duty and never even went to vote that day so uh, wait so really she's the babe yeah she's a major babe that's the reveal <laughs> but the bottom line is i ended up taking it off because i felt like and i kind of i, I took it off and and i thank people who would reply because some things people explained to me they were like it is a primary so you have to pick a party but some places they seem to imply you did vote in two different places some you didn't i couldn't get clear answers and i did feel like i was not trying to shit stir, but just that I just had posted too quickly. Right. In a bit of a rage. But you do have well, a radio also, show called Jim Parsons is too stupid. It's not that it doesn't come so from an honest place. You're, you're right. Brand. I think that's a very unbrand thing. Yeah. But social media is a place yes. to babe out. To babe it's where you can awful. easily babe out and then incite other sorts of babe That's behaviors exactly right. as responses. And well, especially and a when comments, it comes to politics. Exactly. They were like, it seems like this could have been answered over Google and said, which wasn't true. Right. Um, but to their point, it's like, you know, why add to a divisive conversation in a divisive environment? Whatever. Yeah. Right. And I thought that's that's fair. And in that regard about the show, that was the whole opposite reason I wanted to start the show. So that was that for me though is a good example of a babe moment for me where I kind of lose I lose my I don't know if you want to call it a filter but like you get heated and reactive yes yeah it's a knee jerk reaction yeah mm-hmm. and the thing is is like because your platform is so big like it's it's seen by so many so for, for other people it would be like kind of MBD but yours is like viewed by right. millions of people so yes. it's like a bigger babe and I don't want to <laughs> be like that you know I find I find social media so irritating in that way and I really felt and maybe that was as much the reason I ended up going you know what let's just forget this post ever happened and move on because right. I was like even if it came from an honest, and it did come from an honest place, but I still felt like I'm really adding to, it was true, I was adding to a fiery conversation. But I do think, now that I've talked about that, that's my, how I've babed in the past. Like, I'm a very, I can, I'm very teetotaler. I'm very fatalistic. Uh-huh. Everything is forever. Mm-hmm. But until I realize it's not. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but I do that every day, you know. <laughs> Every what do day. You mean? Yeah, I need a, I, I need, need some exam- specific. I need God. Like 
Yeah, like in in your day to day life, mm-hmm. like when mm-hmm. do you babe, or like what brings and out? And does the Todd babe? rain in the babe, or is Todd yes. a bigger babe? No, is he Todd a babe whisperer? Ba- yes, he's a babe whisperer. So Todd's you're the babe whisperer. in the relationship mostly. Oh. Oh, definitely. Okay. Oh, definitely. There's always got to be a bigger babe. The yeah. reason, reason we don't, the reason we don't really fight as a couple mm-hmm. is, I mean, neither of us want to live in a relationship like that, but also because he does not engage at that level when mm-hmm. I begin to lose my mind. Yeah. Oh, that's so important. It's oh, crucial. You so cannot he, have someone that starts to engage the babe within. Uh, no. no. And it, so that will turn down. into, or just. Yeah. Well, yeah. he just he he doesn't engage with it, which shuts, shuts it, down. it down. I'm getting yeah. nowhere with it. Well, that's, you right. that's like treating you with kid gloves. Yes, this is what you do with a child. It's a babe whisperer. But it's well, a, but what babe, a babe whisperer has to do. I go off. I go off. It, the reason you think that I don't have it is because I am really not much of a public baber. I, right. I'm not going to fall over a fence. Right. I'm not going <laughs> to whatever. I just it's it, it's Wait, private, babe. Yeah. I really would not that I like wish this on you, but I do. <laughs> but I do kind of. Want a Misha Barton. I would love a Misha Barton. I, I know. Jim as you, Misha. You scream at someone and be like, I'll be your conduit. Ah, like over we could reenact it with Chief. <laughs> I found that. I found that all scary. And I don't yeah, know Misha scary, at all. Yeah. But it did. It, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you don't run in the same circles. I mean. You and Misha. No, Mish? I don't. I don't. Mish? My dear yeah. friend My Misha. <laughs> I really liked the conversation. Who was it till you was like, well, you were you were mean to Misha or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you do that to Misha? Yeah. <laughs> Misha. Which is so absurd. You didn't know her. You didn't know yeah. Misha. <laughs> Misha's still sitting there. Misha is still there. Are you still friends with that person who no, scolded no. you? Oh, no, yeah. definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> no, that was also another night of vomiting for me from opiates. So, common thread. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was, yeah. So you and Misha don't hang out. Okay. I feel like a failure with babe stories, though. Like, I feel like they're not interesting well, enough. Well, I actually kind of want to know more about your 20s, though. Because I feel like yeah. that was a time when you were in New York, you were doing theater. You weren't living no, in Los No, I was Angeles. in Houston. Oh, I was you, in, I was in doing Houston. theater in Houston. But weren't and you in New York before? So you, you yeah. went from Houston to L.A. or no? No, I went from Houston to San Diego to graduate school. And then I went to New York. And then was How there long for were you in New York? Six years. Okay, I want to know about those New York years because well, that, see, that's I was already twenty eight when I got there, and I got an agent, and so like I was like feet on the pavement. You were like going to make girl. this career happen, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not to say I wasn't having some fun, but it was yeah. really it began to get really limited as far as that goes. So in Houston, were in those Houston, the I was babe a, years? Tragedy, really, it's a uh, tragedy. I mean, honey. I was having to work between, especially. Oh, God. I mean, I sort of touched on this already. We did, we really did a fair amount of drugs and drinking. And yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not proud, but I'm mostly just saying that so that I sound somewhat like a decent human. I really don't feel not that ashamed of it it's either. Normal. I just, I, I was, uh, I, I was a bit of a, a wreck. You know, there was a real lull between graduating from undergrad and going to grad school of a couple of years there where I was working at a job during the day and we were doing theater every night with this group and for no money, but we we're doing really good things. And I love doing those things, but it was, it was a tough schedule. And, um, and I just felt a little lost and, and way too much drinking. Way too much drinking. Was that your main vice, yeah, do you think? Yeah. By that point, it was. Mm-hmm. I had been... In undergrad, I had about a year where we were majorly into pot and, you know, mm-hmm. like wake and bake type things. And um, 
and that worked until it didn't and then i got paranoid like it just turned on me at some point that I was always like, oh happens. i can't i don't get to smoke anymore that yeah. always happens. but do you look back at that time though with fondness a little bit because i always think about i think it was crucial yeah well i also just think that like i always kind of look back at the time it's like that last gasp of quiet before your life fully begins yeah like where it's actually yep. kind of exciting because it's all about possibility and you haven't been let down yet i do feel like everyone goes through something like it at some level and which is where you get either just mildly bad up to tragic stories of young people in hollywood or anybody right. in the public eye because they're going to go through something oh totally um so in that regard you know like when we started doing uh, the tv show kaylee was 20 she wasn't mm. even 21 oh yet. wow oh wow when, How old were you babe. when you started doing a little the TV babe. show? I was 33. Oh, okay. I was 13 wow. years Whoa. older than her. Oh my God. A little babe. And I um, I thought at the time a lot about her. I was like, oh my, I couldn't have done it. Right. I couldn't yeah. have done it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe talent wise, I could have done good work off and on. But like, I was not prepared to be five days a week working in front of a camera and blah, 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 whatever. And that's not, I don't even mean just the pressures, but just like I had shit to get out of my system, I guess. You yeah. Know? You weren't fully cooked. I was yeah, not at all. I've always been a very late bloomer. Um, and, and that was part of that for me, you know, I don't know. In Houston, were you openly ga or were you? I was not with my family. <laughs> okay. Um, but I was with all of my friends and all of my work situations and things like that. When did um, you come out? When I, to my Friends, yes, your friends, yeah. I guess it was like junior year of undergrad. I was probably 20, 20 ish, and and there was another actor in the in the undergrad group that I, on some drinking night, we ended up getting together. We hooked up, getting together. <laughs> we made we got it together. Um, we, got toge- we had a. <laughs> we made it. We, we visit. We visited. I'm learning lines for the play for <laughs> Boys in the Band, which is written in '68, yeah. and I do say "made it" a couple of times oh, in there. So like, oh, oh we made it. I thought you said we mated, and I no. was like, what? Oh, wow. I was like, that's we're disgusting. All just gonna to become <laughs> that one. We need to talk. That he didn't wow. say that. We made it. No, we, we did not made it. We made it. Okay, we did good. not make it. I was like silently having a like. What did I just? We made it. <laughs> so once I made it with him, I um I uh I then I told my close friends, the ones that I the couple that I was living with, I was like, I you know, this is and it was really kind of a switch went off for me. Not just because of him. There was another guy in the department that I kind of had this major crush on. And I've often remembered that, which was where I kind of came out to myself officially, which mm-hmm. was, I'd have no other way to describe besides the, the, all those feelings of having crushes and whatever f- flipped into color. It was from black and white, which was like, oh, well, this is decent and nice and whatever. Once I was really embraced the way I felt about this one particular guy, really, not to be a cliche, but literally rainbows went off. I was like, oh, yeah. oh my God, this is, this is fantastic. And for me, with my closest friends, there was no, then it was over. Right. Yeah. up. Right. Um, I feel like my, my coming out was so similar to that because I met a guy that I, my junior year that I was so 
enamored with mm-hmm. that I couldn't keep it under control. Like, like I feel like my friends were all like, like, what is wrong with you? Because I like, I was like, what is he doing? Like, oh, like Michael's having a party tonight. We should go to Michael's. Like, we should do that. Like, and they were like, mm-hmm. okay, like, like yeah. And I was just like, I can't keep this. I can't keep this right. under control. I'm not gonna keep calling this some sort of weird friendship no, or something. No. Like, mm-hmm. no. And I also knew that in order for me to pursue him and date him, I had to be out in yeah. order to do that. And I feel like I guess I think that's common for like gay people (laughs) (laughs) she's homophobic he's like I hate this gay talk he really got really uncomfortable (laughs) I was sleeping and crying a minute ago now I'm trying to get out the door oh my god come on um but it's like I think I think you kind of need that that um incentive I think right otherwise it feels too uh, vulnerable and it, absolutely wrong. and for me the transition to talking to my family about it came after i was had been in a relationship with todd for i don't know six months mm-hmm. a little over half a year it was just crystal clear it was like this is I, I don't know for sure it was going to last forever at that point, but it just felt like I'm not looking any. I mean, we're having a really, this is going very yeah. well. I and mean, it kind of felt just, wrong not to say in, something. Like, quickly or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Very quickly. Oh, lesbians. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but you go ahead. <laughs> I feel Let like me. in this day and age, we're not allowed to kid about <laughs> anyone anymore. No. Um, no lesbian jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't want to make him mad. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, I can't. I can't. Yeah, we, we did. We started living together very, very, very shortly after that. Yeah, I guess when you know, you know. Yeah, especially because you didn't date that much before. So right, that yeah. was a that was a big thing with me. Totally. Yeah. But those first few years with Todd, were you guys just like living, laughing, and loving? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Um, I, you know, I especially look back, and you can't. No one ever gets that first six months to year over again where it's just like insanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've done those studies where like the first thrushes of falling in love are really like you kind of go nuts. Yeah. Like your brain's yeah. not working right. Mm-hmm. Whatever's no. being released or it's whatever's happening, the synapses are not doing their thing. And uh, But it's so fun. And I just remember that feeling of like there was nothing in those first that first thrush of it all that, that like there was no hangover there was no audition there was no nothing that would have normally been pressured that mattered mm-hmm. it's like i'm gonna see him right after or i feel mm-hmm. awful but i roll over and look who's there you yeah. know mm-hmm. I, so not to say i don't feel that way now but not in the same crazy way <laughs> well it's it's different life it's, it's different 16 years so I feel like the first six months me and Jonathan did, we like fought a lot. We you did. Like, you guys we don't really? fight anymore. We don't fight anymore. They fought no. a lot. Well, Ryan was also a, t- a mega babe. Like it ignited yeah. a true babe within. Remember because... when I broke when I broke up with him after a month and I told him I couldn't go to this party because I had a chemical peel done. <laughs> yeah, and like Ryan was would... that a lie? Yeah. Oh, I was like, I have a chemical peel on my face. He's like, Who are you, Samantha from Sex in the City? <laughs> oh my god. He was like, Oh my god. Oh my god. I was like, Yeah. Is he a babe whisperer? Yeah, um, yeah, but he's also quietly he a babe. A babe. Yeah. They're a yin yang uh-huh. of babeness. So it's babe. like when one is going off, the other yeah, one is chill, balancing. and like and vice versa. But Jonathan is much more. I think people would be shocked to know that he is in some ways crazier than I am. <laughs> 
Do you think? <laughs> he is a little bit. His anxiety levels are really high. Oh. And I say that as someone with very high anxiety levels myself. Yeah, me too. But I think he's good at keeping it chill, whereas I'm not. Like, he's good at yeah. a public chill. Mm-hmm. I am not. I'm going to be who I am no, regardless. It, right, right. There's a brutal There's no honesty change. about you in that way. Yeah. Which is good. Well, yeah. it's. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know how It's what be. you bring to the party. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's Love true. It hate it. I was, I I was cracking up when you... I had no one... Because I haven't been around Jonathan that much. I've only... I've probably been around Jonathan three times at best. Yeah. We went to dinner and then we were at a party at Adams and then maybe only two. But when I, I had no idea he was a oh! <laughs> that, that murders me. It's so it's so Nathan Lane in the birdcage, which I just love. Yeah. He's a oh! That's hysterical. Yeah, that's very much his journey. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, but he does calm me down. Yeah. And, he, and he also just knows how to deal with me, which I he think He does is... know how to deal with you. And I think it's good <laughs> that like it's Jonathan and I have like a mutual understanding of how insane Ryan is. So yeah. we can like commiserate with each other yeah. over when Ryan's being like a total babe. Well, I was just talking to somebody at work about this and it was like, you sort of babe moments of like rage or, or you just like, sometimes I will go off on a commercial mm-hmm. and just, I mean, to a point where, most other people would look and be like, what's wrong with you? But right. there are a couple of people who know what you're talking about and they don't give you that look because that look from somebody else going is really upsetting mm, and do, doesn't yeah. help. And it keeps the spiral going because yeah. you're like, oh, you didn't like that. You're going to hate this. <laughs> or I do at least. <laughs> oh, See, me too. more babe. You're, that's more babe for no, me. No, me too. I'm, I'm a big, if I start shoveling in and somebody reacts to it, well, we're digging further. You know, when we did used to do drugs, mm. when we used to do LSD. And LSD. this has reminded me of it, which is acid. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, thank about, you. Have you thought about microdosing? Yeah. Isn't that the new thing? Uh, yes, I have yeah. thought about I haven't done it. People are I doing probably it. probably won't. But I know. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah I, had a, I, I think had it a, would be cool. I always wanted to do it. I had LSD, a friend who, though, not mushrooms. I think my friend, I had a friend who did it, who does it, and he says it's amazing. It's sort the of microdosing. like. Microdosing. Yeah. He says it's kind like of like. A reset button or something. He says it's sort of like just an antidepressant. I mean, he's already on those too, but... Yeah. So, but so wait, you were saying, yeah. you were about to say, like, back in... Oh, oh when we, we were used doing... to, oh, There was always... <laughs> um, um, this maybe sound hard to explain, but... Um, what? It's about drugs. Um, <laughs> a mascot would reveal itself through the trip. Mm-hmm. Like, there, you know, there'd be eight hours of doing mm-hmm. this or whatever. And eventually you would realize, like, sometimes it would be a stuffed animal that had kind of been passed around all night. And you'd mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, look, little little dinosaur was with us all night. Um, <laughs> but this is very much Chief today. Chief has decided yeah. to be the mascot of today's <laughs> drug-addled podcast. I know. It's the mascot. No, darling. Oh, um, when you were in your 20s and you were having unrequited romances, you, you really did keep it under lock and key? You did not bleed out? The only one know that you liked that him? I, I mean... Would you make it clear? Most of these people worked in the theater. The intuition's <laughs> half the battle. I would imagine they all knew to some degree. But the one that... I, and this one I actually did confront was the very first one that, like I said, flipped things to color for me. At right. one point... One evening, I finally was able to tell him, you know, which completely altered the relationship. The The bonus with that was that we weren't overly close friends. Right. And so there wasn't, it was the end of a certain vision or dream that I was having, but it wasn't like an, I hadn't altered like the person I hung out with right. six days a week or whatever. So that one was a really, I felt 
good about that one in a weird way because I felt like I, I knew it so strongly, I called it and I said it. Um, now, did it scare me from doing it later in life? Well, quite possibly, you know, I don't know. Um, did you kind of, re- do you think you kind of like retreated back into your cave after he rejected you? Do you feel like that happened? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. It's really hard to say. I don't underestimate the subconscious levels of protection we're able to work under if without even knowing it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like to a greater or lesser degree, everybody has that guiding force inside that's... And so, you know, for all the things I may have missed out on, I, where I landed, especially in a romantic sense, I'm so... I feel so fortunate about that. I don't know. I certainly wouldn't go back and redo it right. like, in a regretful mm-hmm. way, you know. But I think it's good that you said something. I do too. It's so it's so important to like tell people how you feel yeah. about them, it's which is so something true. that I because I've been single for quite some time with like a little mm-hmm. pepper of a relationship mm-hmm. here and there, but nothing very serious since college, and it's. The last person that I really got, like, kind of had this obsession over was something that was just an internal journey mm-hmm. for most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then Al being out the other side and having some distance from it, I realized that I could have saved myself a lot of trouble yeah. if I was just like, hey, I really like you a lot. Like, yeah. this is how I feel about you. Yeah. And then you just get it out there on the table. And mm-hmm. then they can do what they will. And it kind of opens and then maybe closes a chapter. Yeah, maybe. Or keeps the book going. Who knows? People can handle think, it. Then who cares? You know, yeah. Well, them. not only that, but I do, you know, you're saying that. And I do think that... But it's being so vulnerable. It is being hard and, and to and do that's that. what's hard about it. And that's why I think that saying especially positive things about another person that you feel about them, well, even if it's not romantic, but mm-hmm. those are the few things in life that I think are actually worthy of a regret later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And that, you know, not because of necessarily of what could have been, like you say, it may have closed the door, it could have opened a marriage, who knows. Mm-hmm. But, but just for your own sake, it's like, I really liked that person I never was clear about. Yeah. Just purge it. Purge it for yourself. And even if they don't feel like hooking up with you or whatever, I mean, it's a nice thing to say to them. You yeah. know, who would not want to hear that? And you can yeah, go on that for No years. one would not like. I would love if somebody told that. And in the low moment, I would love if someone revealed You remember that. Yes. If someone revealed they had a crush was on me. for me way back when. Yeah. You know? I would love that reveal. Yeah. I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok. Like, where are my crushes? And yeah. you want to come out of the woodwork? Come out of the woodwork. Why not? <laughs> come out, Why come not? Out wherever you are. Oh my God. There was this guy that was that worked on the set of Bull and Grace who was so hot. He was a, oh, Jesus. he was like a sec guy. I mean, he worked, I don't know, whatever his title was. A and he was, guy. I mean, whatever, <laughs> you know. No offense. He was beyond sexy. It was like he was made in a gay factory. Like, truly. Like, he just, like, he looked like he was from the Eagle. Like, Do you that know he was bar. gay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, honey, I did an investigating report. I did. Oh. The, I did a Nancy Drew deep dive on him, and but he and uh, but he would never ever look at me. He would never look at me. I was so invisible, and I felt like truly like a schoolgirl. I'd like see him and I'd be like, "Oh my god, there he is!" And then like it was, and then he would just be like, mm. like "Who was, was he like, looking at?" I, I don't know. He was doing his job, but he like never like I worked there How for almost a him. year. Like like he never even like said hi, and it was like I felt so wounded. It felt so primal. Like, like but wait a minute, working on a TV set myself. I, I, <laughs> 
it would be more odd if one of the set guys made a point of saying to one of the writers in the room, yeah. I know, I, mean, I know. When would he have had this chance? Unprofessionalism and drama. You want drama in the work. I want him to risk his job for me. Yeah. I want him to risk his job. That's not that I don't think it would be inappropriate at that kind of level, but that would be more shocking. The fact that he somehow never managed to say hi to one of the gay writers on Will and Grace is just not that. It's me. Yeah. You're like, hey, set guy. (laughs) You could have invited him to a party or something. Yeah, you could have reached out. Oh my God. Why does everyone have to come to you? I would have just like, yeah, thrown a party in his honor. I did that in, remember, I think we've talked about this, I I did that in college. I had a crush on a boy and that's, when you had a crush on a boy in college, you threw a party. You you had to, you had to come up with a reason to see them. Yeah. Yeah, To hang out. So I, yeah, I threw a party because it like, and then he like never came. Or no, he came really late, and then he left like 20 minutes later, and I was devastated. But I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you just want you want drama. I like I like um I I really like youth, and I like the I like the the, the pain of things, and when things mm-hmm. kind of flatline, I get kind of bored. But they but they do flatline as you get older. They just not not flatline. They they even out, and I think it's really good because emotionally it's not yes. healthy to have things be like a roller coaster at all. Right, but. I think sometimes I do find myself kind of stuck in this sort of uh, malaise where like thing everything's the yeah. same every mm-hmm. day and I'm kind of like you kind of want like a just a, just some kind of spark or something. No, you know, I some, understand. Some exciting something. Well, I think a couple of things about it. Number one, I think, and I because I do this all the time where it's like you realize it's easy to over romanticize some of the Ugh. eras of your life where there were undeniably moments of true electricity and just utter joy and almost to a bipolar degree yeah. that were sandwich between how do we buy a cigarette and where are we going to eat you know it's just right. like it's not know. it's ugly there's <laughs> you know but you know take the good take the bad i guess if you're living at polar extremes you're going to have a lot of joy and a lot of pain do you ever feel like you babe out in a role like do, do you ever like i mean <laughs> i mean i think for anything that has a rehearsal process about it and you're creeping towards the finish line or whatever, especially in theater, there's always the moment of like, this is awful. Mm-hmm. This is awful. Mm-hmm. And I'm terrible at it. Right. You know? I mean, I think the hardest thing about acting for me, one of the most difficult things has always been you read something and you want it and you can see how, it, how, how you'd play it and why you're good for it. And then you get it and you're so happy and you start working on it and to start working on it really shatters the dream for a minute and and the rehearsal process and the memorization process even are all about reassembling that dream and it's not going to be the same vision that it was mm-hmm. um and in that moment where everything's kind of broken it can feel like i'm never gonna fucking get this yeah i'm never right. going to bring it to the life that i thought i could right um which isn't true same <laughs> well but I'm, seriously you know i think it's i don't i don't Relatable struggle. Never ever felt good in an acting class. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I mean, for sure, moments, but 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 overall, the majority of time in acting class for me was always a small level of torture. Going, right. well, I'm not very good at that. Well, I'm not very good at that. Well, I'm not. Very, I mean, it's just. And if you can keep the fortitude and like, I know deep down inside, I actually have talent of some sort and mm-hmm. get through to the other side. You know. How old were you when you got Big Bang? I guess I was thirty-two when I. Got it. How wow. old am I? Yeah. yeah. And then how long were you living in Los Angeles before you got it? I wasn't. I was auditioning. Oh. I auditioned. I came from New York. And wow. then, yeah. So you were never a struggling actor in LA? No. 
That is that probably saved you a lot of babe moments. I <laughs> I came here for two pilot seasons, uh-huh. and both of them were. Although one of them ended up with getting Big Bang, it was torture. Really torture. I still smoked back then, and I drank. Um, and I was like, all I do is walk around and smoke cigarettes all day, mm-hmm. all day around my <laughs> courtyard or whatever. I was like, because to get in the car and go, well, where? Yeah. I didn't right. know about the Grove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that God. changed things That's for everybody. Yeah. 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 yeah, the change really changed the game changer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I found it torture. Did so you know I do consider. Here? I had one friend. One friend. Oh, well, that's not true. I think I had two. I had met one actress doing a show, a regional theater show at La Jolla Playhouse the year before, and I stayed at her guest house. And then the next season, I stayed in uh, an apartment around the corner from her. So, And that's just going on like a million auditions yeah. over the course of like a month, a month or something, and a half, like yeah, that. something like that. Okay. 32 is actually kind of, I mean, it's that's kind of a, late for yeah. actors. If I'm I telling you, I promise, I really mean it. I am a late bloomer. Did we're, you, so, but you were like gung-ho you're like i'm going to be an actor i'm going to try and yeah. do this and then did you have people in your life that were like honey you're no. a little old for it. no they were no. like really supportive and well, also, i looked younger i'm assuming you do yeah, look younger. Really yeah. younger you look 32 today right i mean so, yeah, in certain lines like still a, yes no, you have a youthful, you have glow. A youthful right. glow so, so what do you, we'll do you need to get skin into care? your skin <laughs> yeah i'm serious do you do no, readers are gonna want to know well i only recently started washing my face every day because of you schooling Ryan. Oh, wow. Look at me making a difference. A difference. Wow. I began using Aveeno Ultra Calming Foaming Cleanser in the shower. That's a good one. Yeah. You, yeah, that's you a good cleanser. A, yeah, wow. Well, but you have like Jonathan like skin because Jonathan has like very like young. He just doesn't have anything. It's, it's pure, Genetics. for the most part, DNA. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God! No, do you do a moisturizer? I do. I do. I when I moisturizer. I feel like Todd is a skincare journey. Right? Yeah, Todd loves yeah, that stuff. Todd loves, yeah, Todd yeah. loves projects, and yeah, yeah. part of that is about skincare, <laughs> and you know, it's really adorable. I couldn't do it because I'm just tired at night, and he's yeah. getting some sort of regimen. I'm oh, like, sure. I can halfway through a book before he gets back in. Right. This is not to paint him as some sort of diva, yeah. but I mean, no, he just I, enjoys it. You no, know, I love it. It's thrill. It's an, it's an element of control in an otherwise chaotic world. I used for years um, oil of Olay. The one that they do the the commercial. Do y'all ever watch commercials? I feel like I'm the only person who watches commercials. Sometimes, yeah, sure. I see one. Uh, one that, um, <laughs> the one that um, Nicole Kidman does. Oh, look, another something something. Wait, Nicole Kidman's in a commercial. To, she voices over. Oh, oh I didn't even catch it. it. No, I haven't seen y'all, that. No, I one. watch commercials so much because well, I only watch live TV. Can we talk about how Jennifer Aniston is hawking twenty different products right now? Like every time I turn on the TV, she's, she's like, she's, she's like, always she's been like, doing yeah, it's been a while. I know, but she's like, but it's like the new the. New new levels to which she's going she's now doing eye drops yeah. because why yeah. not so sure she, look she needs she to cover eye drops. she hair, has a vino skin smart water water what else she does hair yeah she had well i don't know if she does anymore but she i think co-founded living i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/people today 
proof this oh. like hairline that's in sephora and it was really good i like that she might have dropped out of an easy commercial sure. I, yeah. I loved it oh i, I love when julia louis drivers said the old navy commercial that's right i love that too love that you've too. done some commercials I too have an, oh, I, I have a i'm still ongoing with it an ongoing thing with intel oh, oh love. Love, yeah, love love it's been nice it was really it was a good fit obviously for the reason for the show but the other fun thing about it for me at least not fun but like that i was like this sounds like a good idea it's it's, I don't really, it sounds weird, know what I'm selling. Right. It's, it's like not a, process. a product. It's not a PC. No. It's fact, just a the processor. The line I say in most commercials is, at Intel, we develop technology that, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, but I'm not, am I selling technology? I think you're selling I don't know. This, Just this, a vibe. You're selling yourself. You're well, selling like an idea. My soul is long since sold. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm You're really selling not the sure. company. I guess, kind of. And that little sticker that says Intel on a processor yeah. or whatever. I do think you that's have a PC what... or a Mac? A Mac. Love that. Well, duh. What do you have a PC? Well, I don't know. Some he's people a, do. He's the face of Intel. does. <laughs> Well, Everybody I know. Having a PC is a babe move to me. Yeah. Don't you think? It is. I don't know how to work them. We have them in Series XM in the studio, and I can't, I don't know whether to right click, left click, yeah. right, no. what the hell's no. happening. A PC, having a PC is like a cry for help. Yeah. My dad just yeah. had a, his uh, 71st birthday this week, and I asked Butch. him what he got, Butch, Butch. And he got himself a computer, a PC that he ordered on Amazon. And I was like, babe? And then I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> Did he get it working? Yeah, he he was like, I guess he found the computer somewhere, but then it was much cheaper on Amazon. Yeah. So there we go. Can we talk about the phone call you had with your mom? Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. Was it when was it? So last week I come no, over. No, this is two days. Oh, two ago. days ago. <laughs> my, my concept of time is so. This is right happened yesterday. Yeah, I don't this know. Is yesterday I'm sorry. Morning. I don't know. <laughs> I, come over. So, I don't know. Like every day, it's just like one. Ryan after. just lives. <laughs> Yeah. He was like, what is time, really? What is time? Yeah. A wrinkle in time. No, this was like yesterday morning. I was talking to my mom. My mom called me, and I've said this on the show before, but she goes... A monologue. It, she does a monologue. Oh. Yeah. And it's like where yeah. you get her... You ask, say, hey, how are you? And then 20 minutes later, oh. she's still she talking. She was ready to let loose. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But the things that she would talk about, it was actually breathtaking. Because I come over there, um, because I think you printed out something out for me, a script yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had you had your mom on you were on, on speakerphone, but she but you were muted. Well, sometimes I speakerphone <laughs> oh, her and mute me yeah. so I can do some you don't stuff understand. while she goes. On the, the things the she talked so about all. were shocking. She literally talked about ice cubes for ten minutes. <laughs> what ice cubes? So she was in charge well, she of starts, she was in charge of water. Like it's like she's just put an offer on a new house so uh-huh. she's gonna move into a new house and she's like oh and then the house and then there's a carpet and then I can put the refrigerator in there but then you know I have that other refrigerator that I just don't I've never liked those ice cubes and I really I prefer the ice cubes that don't stick together and I actually like Sonic they have the best crushed ice and that's the best ice it's- and the other day I was asked to go to a baby shower and I was in charge of the ice and the coffee and I brought the ice cubes and they were not stick together and every woman liked them and they, they were wonderful them. and I, I was won. a hit I she was, was a I hit won. and the ice, ice was a hit and then the coffee I got and it just goes she on she talked about on. coffee for a long time she talked about plant or like I, like it was insane she was like, giving a TED know, talk about ice cubes can, yeah no it was a it TED was bizarre talk. yeah it was and actually it insane goes, and she like, didn't stop and then Laura would admit, like unmute herself and be like uh huh and then mute again no that's all she encouraged she needed no that's all she needed that's uh, all she'd be like, uh-huh. And, and then, then you'll well, ask, I'll ask a question. I'll be like, 
what like what is the how what's the backyard like or something like yeah. that or I'll ask a question later. that could be a yes or no answer mm-hmm. and then it takes like five to eight minutes if to you get were there the- it felt like an almost two on the nose sitcom scene in a weird way because it right. was like it was so laughably insane yeah and then of course all roads lead back to no matter what she's going to talk about whether it's ice cubes or coffee it always leads back to so seeing someone special are you dating she goes oh because it was like i got it for the baby shower and you know when you when you have a baby or you get pregnant you can come to Oklahoma and we'll do a baby shower and are you seeing anyone special and I'm like oh and then also like what she names people that you haven't talked to and she's like well then I saw Tina and then I saw I saw Marissa she's like and you know Melinda Melinda you know Melinda and I'm just like I've not seen these people or (laughs) spoken to them in 20 years probably but it's like I mean I just I figure she needs to talk you know she needs she needs to have I don't think that's uncommon yeah. with mothers yeah. yeah i will tell you something funny though my mother moved into a new house two years ago now mm-hmm. and i'm not lying when i tell you <laughs> since she moved we've spoken on the phone none really what? not once not once wait what so a couple of things was okay. she in a house like a long she was for in a, a long long time she was in a house moving? from 1978 until well, what was that? 2015. Yeah. Oh my God. That's like my mom's same journey was okay. in the house, has been in the house for 40 this years. We grew up in yes, right. same. My dad died while we, she was in that house. And anyway, so she finally moved and I don't know the full implications of us not talking on the phone. We text frequently. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see her in person. I visit, she visits. How do you I'm coordinate that via text? The visits? The visits. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. text. Okay. And I text with my sister a lot. Okay. Um, the biggest thing is I don't like to talk. I don't like to talk on my cell phone. Okay. I find it hard for me to talk on my cell phone. I really don't like to talk to somebody else on their cell phone. And mm-hmm. especially I don't like to talk to, God bless her, but my mother on her cell phone. Mm-hmm. Because right. there's that tiny, tiniest of minuscule lags. Yes. And... I guess if you've had cell phones long enough, like some of us have, that you just have become accustomed to it and you know how to do it. That's not what's going on with her. You know, mm-hmm. it's always like, talking. oh, wait, what? Well, you know, this right. constant traffic jam of, of oh, verbals. It'll be tra- or trying to like get the phone to connect to the Bluetooth and then right. she'll sound far away. Right. And then it, she's like, hello, hello, <laughs> hello, hello. And then I'm like, I cannot hear a single word you're saying. And she's like, what did you say? What? Oh, the blue. And it's like a, 10 minutes of just figuring so out. I've the tried Bluetooth. to call yeah. her home phone several times and she never answers it. What? And I don't know if she's not there. She's frequently out and about. Mm-hmm. She's, she's she social. Has, she has, oh, yeah. Did oh. moving into the new house like free up her life? She retired a year later. Yeah. Great. She was still teaching. And for years we had talked about the fact that she was ready in so many ways. But she was like, she was so scared of what am I going to do? And the new house gave her something to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also it changed. I mean, you know, it was weird. Is she moving now? Your mother? She's going to move like it within a month. So like she just, she put her house on the market. It sold within like a week. Wow. And then, wow. Yeah. I, Cause Why it was a, a long, property. <laughs> it's just in like a area of Oklahoma. That's like very been up and coming, like built mm-hmm. around like a whole foods got put in oh, and like, um, an anthropology yeah. and like oh, all this, like all these like restaurants This is in Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We I'm finally so got ignorant. an anthropology. Yeah. It was like, it never had I feel happened. like anthropology just sells like quilts as dresses. They sell, they do. They're <laughs> 
gloves are they're not like, for me, mm, but they're house love stuff. The quilt around your body. Well, you can wear it outside. Their house stuff and yeah. furniture is <laughs> really great. And then their fucking candles, because you know my candle snob. Their candles are all like, vanilla melted cupcake cinnamon cookie swirl. And you're like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. I don't want to get like diabetes just from smelling this yeah. candle. Yeah, they're not like it's that. That's like a Bed Bath & Beyond journey. No, their some candles of, are like the volcano like candle. Yeah, that, they're like, it's like a migraine. No, it's, it's, vol- yeah. mm-hmm. it's Volia Spa. They were the first candle I ever got was my gateway drug, Baltic Amber. And then I never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you still use? No! Oh, as if. Honey, APC. But yeah, so my mom was living in this house for a really long time. She was like kind of debating on whether or not to sell it, but it's like, it's, you know, she had four kids living there, but then now it's too big for someone to like deal with on their own. And then kind of, I think, had a mental block when it came to like, let's get this listed or get it cleaned out and Mm -hmm. get it ready to Mm -hmm. be put on the market. And then I was home over Christmas for nine days and I was going to help her like organize, but she never like kickstarted that motion. And so So I was like... So then you popped an Adderall and got to work? (laughs) No, I was just like, well, I guess maybe you need to like go to therapy and talk about why it's hard for you to like sell this house. And then it was literally... Oh, please. Mom's in therapy. Good luck with your projects. Truly, been trying to get my mom to therapy it was like for years. one day she just decided she was doing it and she got it all cleaned up and sent me a picture and I was like wow this looks amazing like I feel and I had my psychic feeling and I was like I think that that house gonna is going to go. sell fat. and within a week it was that's incredible yeah, it was done well I'll tell you whether I if she's anything like I'm with her whether it's before she moves or once she gets into the new place it does something refreshing mm-hmm. and one of the things this sounds morbid but we talked about it with her but it's like what a favor she just did me and my sister mm-hmm. in that so much stuff that you know god willing she's with me for another 30 or 40 years but you know one day yeah. she'll be gone and we'll be in charge of going through things right. mm-hmm. i think that's a really challenging part when somebody passes away having I mean, to go through all this stuff not just because it's a nuisance but because it's just so triggering you yeah. know um, and so much of that, because she moved at this point in her life, was like, it's gone. Yeah. I mean, they threw away so much stuff that it was mm-hmm. like, why are we holding on to this? It kind of doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, I, I, my mom has been doing the same thing, and she's said as much. She's like, I just don't want you guys to be in a position. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I, I do too. Do it. I'm like, this is a PSA to my dad that he needs to like well, think about it. doing the same thing. You're yeah, no. that, that house, forget it. <laughs> when you happen. you do you ever write about Butch? Um, I want I I have a <laughs> book that I'm working okay. on that includes a lot of Butch stuff because he's been a very mm-hmm. formative part of my life no, and my own personal babe. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. There is, and he is just a character. He's a character. He's a clear He's a character. He's an yeah. infamous, yeah, in his yeah. circle and those who know him and mm-hmm. have met him. Yeah, your book very, is a lot about him. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot about him. Well, and your particular relationship with him seems unique mm-hmm. and special in its own in its own. It's every. It's like every single facet. Of I was gonna like, say it's like a pinata of yeah, places to it's, go. There's so much, and there's yeah. like a lot of. There's definitely a lot of like pain there, and yeah. there's <laughs> and like wouldn't be funny if it wasn't. Yeah, yeah no, and that's like true. some betrayal, mm-hmm. but then there's also a lot of like love and respect mm-hmm. and like a mutual adoration of each other. Mm-hmm. Like we had a real moment when I was home over the holidays, and we were talking. We had like torn through like a bottle of wine and him with his like vodka tonics and it was nearing the end of the night and he's like had a moment where he's like I really admire like what you've been able to do he's like the books that you've written he's like I just feel like I would not 
that's something that I would have maybe wanted. I just am kind of had a moment of like saying he's almost jealous of that. Yeah. And I was like, that was so wow, crazy to hear. I know because I some things I keep to myself <laughs> until they're on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> until a but it was really it was one <laughs> of those yeah it was one of those moments where you're like oh my god this is like really touching and then I don't think you can underestimate and no one should the effect of not just positive energy sent your kids way with things they want to do but just not negative frankly yeah. like I like, yeah. like the fact. My parents were not jumping for joy when I told them that I was going to switch my major to theater. Mm-hmm. It was like, mother of shit, you know. He was supposed to do, I don't even know what I was going to do. But, but they weren't discouraging either. And therein did lie a major difference for me. Yeah. I the parental, both approval and either encouragement or just not discouragement is just, I think, more important to most people than we give it credit for mm-hmm. or maybe most therapists be like no nah, that's all we talk about are you kidding me but but to me it's, it seems like a revelation at times the later in my life i've gotten the more i'm like that was the, even though i felt like i was trying to please peers so much mm-hmm. of the time yeah. and certainly directors whatever the fact that i felt like i mostly kind of had their okay with what i was doing that was the biggest best launching pad my yeah, dad has never start. yeah he has never to his credit like ever discouraged me from yeah. anything that no. i wanted to do and like has therefore allowed me to like babe out in a lot of ways, sure, but also sure. allowed me to do things like try modeling. Exactly. And yeah. And like has been very much like amused by it and yeah. encouraged it. And so it's like that, that is really huge yeah, to have a parent that's like, has never he's never had one moment of like doubting right. or just being like what if you tried to do this right. instead which is something I mean my mom obviously cares about me and loves me and right. w- that comes from a place of that whenever she suggested I go to law school or something <laughs> but I'm like mom oh I'm not God. going to law school like look at me yeah I'm not a lawyer okay <laughs> I'd love to see you argue a case no I would be a really no. great lawyer but like I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go to law school at like 33 years old no. you know what I mean? No, like no that's not, not your journey. Happening. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So it's like, I love though that, that is some, I love a parent that is just encouraged yeah, and amused. Yeah. Or and, just not said anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of like what my parents did. They're kind yeah. of like, well, they're like, hands off. They're very hands off. And they kind of just knew I was going to always do my own thing and like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel bad because I feel like I've publicly humiliated them in like my work. No, I don't think <laughs> not so. Not really, though. but my, this, this show will be that for my mom. It's not going to be humiliating for her, but it's going to be like, I, I told her, I was like, do you want to come to set when we're shooting? And she was like, no. <laughs> so, really yeah and i don't think it's like i don't think it's that bad but i think it's i think it's I, like i i i don't think the betrayal of her is negative at all i think in no, fact i don't I, either no. i think it, it's very humane and it, it gives her and a i good, like that it's like a, mo- a mother's journey and yeah. like showing I was gonna say it gives her a real platform gives actually. her a yeah. real thing yeah but mm-hmm. i think that it's just hard because my mom doesn't talk about yeah. um anything you know like it, yeah. it's like it's like the ladybird thing when i watched ladybird with her and i was expecting kind of some like honest conversation she like starts crying watching it and i was like yes this is the time and then um she turns to me when we're done. I'm like, well, mom, what do you think? She goes, she's like literally wiping away tears. She's like, that 
Sorcy Rosen character is she is she pretty in other movies because she's not pretty in this oh my god <laughs> Yeah, like, wow, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a wrap on this cathartic conversation. The movement. Yeah, yeah, but I'm also just like, wow, like she's not gonna dig deep. Okay, so I think like anytime yeah. that you confront her with anything real, she just she's shuts really down. Yeah. So I think like this this show will be hard for her, and I don't. Yeah. But she mm-hmm. won't talk to me about it, which is kind of amazing. The amazing thing about having a repressed parent is that they can't don't talk about it up. because they just like to be repressed. So actually, right. you're completely off the hook. You're like, you're like, okay, great. You're kind of like because you you don't have the balls to actually confront me and talk about this because yeah. it, it would entail having a real conversation yeah so like, in that way it's good my dad when i wrote that article for broadly doing meth with my stepmom i think my dad i mean it kind that of really put happened. him on yeah and yeah. It, it kind of put my dad on blast because he was in this relationship with this like crazy woman and like i don't i don't ever like try and come for my parents in my writing like right. it's like i no, mostly just like sometimes let's the facts it. come for themselves the facts come for yeah. them yeah and i think he was part like he was partly kind of weirded out, but then more so he likes the attention and he likes the, like, he just likes that someone wants to write about him and then he can talk about it. And then, so I, <laughs> no, I think it's true. I yeah. think there's a, le- this is why I feel like, you know, you mean, you know, your mother so well, you're probably right. Yeah. But there's always that glimmer of possibility because people, it's a natural human thing, love to see themselves reflected in yes. genres of art and entertainment and things like that so much that even if it's not a completely positive thing, it's just such a joy to see who right. you are reflected. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a really good way, if it's if it even if it is based on that person, they find that the other stuff is such exaggeration that it's kind of like getting a good laugh at you know right. yeah well, I'm not like that you know right. but it's, that they also know it's the, I don't know I understand what with with Butch how he could revel in it yeah it's exciting for him yeah my yeah. dad's biggest trigger is when I call him cheap because he is. <laughs> He's a very Wait, cheap. Wait, he gets mad about that? Yeah. He's like, I'm not cheap. And I'm like, honey, I have the receipts. <laughs> He's very cheap. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it, like how he, you know, mm-hmm. when we'd go out when I was 12 with my friends and he'd make he'd them, make you, he'd, he'd make, make my pay. friends pay. <laughs> no. I've never fully understood the shame in being cheap, though. There's shame to there's, me. Okay. There's shame because there's a difference between being poor, okay. which are like, you don't have enough money. My dad made a good living. He was like... I mean, he was a social worker, so he wasn't rich or anything like that, but he made a good living mm-hmm. and he chose to be cheap because it's like a condition. But the fascinating thing about my dad, too, is like also like he's really driven by making money, which is really bizarre because he doesn't spend it. It's sort of like, I don't know. I, I don't oh, really know what that is. He just likes the security. He just likes security. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you going to draw a distinction between frugal and cheap? Yeah. I, oh, I think, yeah, there is a distinction. Yeah. I think frugal is like you're just making smarter, like yes. financial decisions, and yeah. cheap is just being Not like. Skipping the waitress my, to save a buck. My dad, yeah. yeah. My dad took us to Tarzana, which was way out of the way when I last saw him, to go to a car wash that cost $5. There's a meth head screaming on the corner, and like, and then the car wash breaks down halfway through. Halfway oh, through. God. I'm like, yeah, that's cheap. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's cheap. And also, it's just penny wise, pound foolish. I mean, I think, or like, it right. probably cost more for him to go there in the to gas. Drive there. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, should we do baby mail? Should we mail? do some reader mail? Oh, yeah, read, reader mail. Yeah. I forget. Okay, yeah. we have some good ones for this we do? week. Yeah. Okay. Um, Am I allowed to talk about them? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we, want you, we want you we to want chime you to in. Okay. Yeah, 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 we yeah, want yeah. you, because it's, are these advice? Um, Some of them. But our first one, Gonorrhea Girl. Oh, she's back. She's back. Gonorrhea Girl's back. Gonorrhea okay. Girl's back. How much more is left to say? <laughs> well, maybe she got a diagnosis. Dear Lauren oh. Ryan, Gonorrhea Girl here, reporting back for an update. It was and wait, re- Gonorrhea Girl's boy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 
It was really fun to learn that I'd actually emailed you too. I thought that it was a really vivid dream that I had, but it turns out I was just blackout, which isn't a surprise for me, TBH. <laughs> Anyways, this was a good wake-up call for me and how much I've been babing out. I'm not even sure how I contacted you since I can't find any evidence of it on my devices, but I have no doubt that it was me. I need to take some time and really get my shit together. Love and light, gonorrhea girl. P.S. I got tested and I don't have gonorrhea, but oh, I'm keeping the, the name. Yeah. So oh, there's love. The, yeah. Okay. Okay. Where's the light and the love and light in this yeah, night? There's no, there it goes. Gon- yeah, gonorrhea girl is not gonorrhea girl. Is gonorrhea girl. She'll always be gonorrhea girl. Spiritually, she'll always be gonorrhea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No matter what the test says. <laughs> okay, I love that. here's oh, here's a good one. Advice for a gay with babe tendencies. Oh. Dear Lauren Ryan, I fucking love your podcast. <laughs> I have a babe. Let's be real, it's far more a babe dot 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 story, followed by a question seeking advice. When I was 21 and interning in NYC, I met a boy and we hung out a couple times. He was totally close. <laughs> She's like, I hate these gay people. Stop it. No more gay talk. I can't take it. I can't take it no more. Um, (laughs) He was a totally closeted Syracuse frat bro pothead who was a total doofus, but with a face chiseled from granite and the sex was lit. Mm. We went our separate ways, but kept in contact. However, the way we kept in contact was insane. He was apparently dating a girl at the time and we would text via an app he had that scrambled his phone number. So while he had my phone number I never actually got or could contact him one time he floated the idea of coming to Philly where I was finishing my senior year and hanging out next time we talked I brought it up and he got real weird real weird real fast long story short he basically gaslit the shit out of me by acting as though I was desperate to be his boyfriend and in love with him his behavior made me feel outraged because that's not what I wanted at all but my annoyance and outrage at his behavior actually got me more invested as I wanted to meet even more to prove him wrong it's a nightmare. I got tricked into caring more than I should, and he was lying all the time, which was exhausting and maddening. We eventually stopped talking after he blocked me from all social media. Babe That's moment- what it took? Okay, go on. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Babe moments after that included creating an alter Facebook account oh. to DM him and explain my side <sighs> of the story again, finding his family address and real number via the dark web, though never reaching out, and just generally fixating him on a way way too much. Ever since, closet cases are a total boner killer. Fast forward four years, I'm now 25 and have moved into an apartment in the East Village. Guess who who hits me up on Grindr? This fucking dude. He now literally lives across the street from me. He asked to hang out, gave me his real number, and said a lot has changed. He's a, quote, relationship boy now and is openly gay. Meanwhile, I've still never had a boy. Okay, I don't know. On Grindr. (laughs) We've texted a little. I'm not sure what to do. I know I should never want to speak to him again, but I would like some closure as to what was real and what was fake and get a genuine apology from him I'm also worried he's the same shitty person and basically this well, is the problem yeah. I can't, yeah this has got to end yeah. this is the email first yeah. this has got to stop the email needed to stop oh my lord I had to just stop I the email to breathe for about four sentences earlier um, yeah what he, a nightmare but, but I will say like being like I guess coming from an empathetic place is like when you are closeted you do really insane things because yeah. of your own self-loathing you're doing empathy mm-hmm. for the guy yeah the other guy. yeah because like like even though like mm. what he did was not chic and terrible like the like the person he hated the most was himself I mean, mm-hmm. right i mean i don't know like i think like i don't know yeah, i think that's true i also think that people need to be really aware of things and i think when certain red flags come up you need to 
you need to turn no matter what it is you're feeling. I mean, from anybody who even has an app that knows how to scramble on what the fuck <laughs> yeah, is going that's on. Insane. Stop. That's right. a liar. That's really lying crazy. weird behavior. That's a deep cut. And when someone shows you who they are, you need to believe, believe it. them immediately. Didn't Oprah say that? Yeah. I think my name is Angela said it. You fucking racist. Are <laughs> racist. No, stop. I brought you here we today. We already made a lesbian joke. You. We can't. I but I can I'm do so that because I've had a lesbian moment. So it's fine. <laughs> You're an aspiring failed lesbian. I am. Um, I think to... I, I guess it's like closure is one thing. I feel... Yes, I'm a, what I'm are a we big, closing though? I'm a big believer in saying like your side of say what hurt you if you really feel like you need to confront this person and say what hurt you you can say that sure and they need to either acknowledge that and whatever but you don't need to do like a therapy session with this person because i feel like this and again i don't i'm not trying to be glib as tom cruise would say about Mm -hmm. it but i just feel like this is more of a situation where you got out of something alive and that is your closure right there i know it's not the exact same thing it's not cut and dry like that but it's like Oh my God! I just this feels like a revisitation. Oh, I'm it's a bad side. I'm not having a side. I would revisit, but I'm you a psycho. Revisit, but you're a I drama. love a revisit. You love the drama. Yeah, the drama meter is high. I need the drama meter to get fed. You yeah. would love a live yeah. across the street. And if that's what yeah. he wants, the loyal reader, then I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. But be honest with yourself about yes. it as much as you can, yeah. and go. I'm gonna go dance with the devil because that's what's going on. And but honey, also if you're saying that you've never had a boyfriend and it's been all this time Um, maybe part of the reason you've never had a boyfriend is because you're going back to closet now not so closet across the street we're worried for you we're worried we're worried and we we want good things for you and we care yeah yeah Yeah, we totally care that was a great email yeah that was good really really good ones we get really really good good writers it's like crazy they like yeah they give good emails it's good Okay, here's a good one. <laughs> Lauren Ryan, I'm a straight female, never had anal, but I love your massage visit and even anal sex. <laughs> Just to clarify. 20, we got well, a lot of females out coming out on Twitter. We got a lot of people coming out of the anal like, As for the question you asked, the answer is yes. Like, yeah. They can't oh, even no, say they do. that they they're big say anal fans, yeah, but people we can see you. the or something? Something else that we didn't talk about was that people are really into hearing about my loose asshole. Yeah, they love Ryan's loose asshole. We thought that the the readers had dipped because yeah. we were talking about, but they yeah, actually but the readers love just it. dipped. Yeah, and they said unrelated. We keep, uh, but they're up. Again. We get the statistics. They're, they're up, up again. again. They're up. Partially oh, yeah. because you shout us out on social media, we always see a spike. I know. Really? So keep doing. Mm. T- <laughs> <laughs> and then they leave immediately. They yeah. go and they're like, "What is this?" And they're then like, they abort. Hmm. Yeah, oh, I put a parental warning when I put it down. Well, I, I know, like, honey. Yeah, it's, it gets real. I love a parental. It gets warning. real, but I, I, I feel very soothed that people are really into my anal journey. They so are. I, I feel really heard. And my asshole thinks an you. anal journey should always be a soothing thing. Yeah, it should. Well, yeah, it should. Yeah. Should. 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 Sometimes okay, it's wait, not. So okay. Straight people have never done so, anal. Yeah. No. <laughs> 25 years ago while in college, I went to London for spring break sponsored by my parents to check up on my sister who was doing a semester abroad internship. They wanted to make sure she was eating. So basically, I would order food and tell her, gross, I don't like whatever food I bought. So she was so cheap, she would say, well, if you don't want it, I'll eat it. Anyways, spending my days. Was she anorexic? 
I think so. Okay. No, wait. Was she anorexic or was her sister her anorexic? Sister. Sounds like they both have eating issues. <laughs> <laughs> sister, sister. I don't mean to read between the lines, but it's telling about that you may have an eating thing. Sister, okay, sister. Okay, okay. Anyway, spending my days alone just walking around London, the first stop I made was to Soho to pick up three bottles of poppers. I thought they would be fun just to bring back to college. I oh. never knew they had anything to do with anal sex. I read in some book how fun they were, and I knew I could get them in London. While in London, I met some random guy at a pub and took him back to my sister's flat where she had three roommates. I'd have every, every intention of fucking this guy and making him my London romance. My sister and her roommates wouldn't let him come in. I was so pissed. Was this a babe moment or was I being a babe? I didn't know what to do, so I just let him go. I still have regrets about not fucking him with my newly acquired poppers possibly ready for use. By the way, my sister came home from abroad weighing 74 pounds. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Okay. My friends back in college. So wait a email. <laughs> back in college, all love the poppers for those brief seconds of feeling high. I got the nickname of Poppers Blank. I think I gave all the poppers away before moving out the freshman dorm. Also, my brother. Okay, wait. This is like wait. really. This email Keep started going, out. I love okay. it. No, but I love the flip flops. Also, I love my brother moved to Reno to work on the construction of the Tesla plant where he acquired a meth habit. That ended oh, his years of sobriety. Sure. And yes, he's a fat speed freak. He came back to Maryland, oh, but oh. not before we were contacted by the sheriff in Wyoming that he was being chased <laughs> by imaginary people and that he needed police escort to the county line. Hence, while in the next county, totaled his car and spent the next couple days in a county detention center, came home, got back into AA and gave my husband his 90 day chip love babe and the sir podcast please keep the anal sir, sex what stories what is the question there's no question well, there's no, no question but by the way I the, love the, them the underneath of all this 44 year old well the underneath yeah. of this is that she's the least babe out of her whole family yeah. because yeah. her babe question which is not a babe is that she wanted to fuck this guy and then and she, she couldn't go. she was yeah. like was that babe anyways my sister was 74 pounds anyways my brother's <laughs> right. a good math it's right. like wait like, honey I think you're fine yeah I think, you're actually the best yeah. you're best yeah. off in a family of babes I love just like an anorexia aside Anyway, yeah. she was 74 pounds. Anyways, I love pop- poppers. I was like, honey. Like, I mean, y'all are going to have to start issuing, like, do not take medical advice from this podcast. Yeah. No, so this thing don't keeps take up. medical no. advice. No. The confessions coming your way are... They're pretty brutal. Do use poppers and anal sex maybe if you're into that. Have you done poppers? No. No. Me but I didn't know it was an anal sex thing either. Really? It's a total anal I thought it was just thing. Until when? Thing. Just now? I thought, well, I don't know anything about them. But okay. So I guess what little I do... Th- thought I knew was like they yeah. intensified an orgasm is all I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well that's when you're getting fucked, I think. They, Wait, they, no, they it loosens up, it it loosens up loosens your up. asshole. Which we all know I don't need. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's NPN. No poppers necessary. <laughs> that's what they're mostly for? That's what they're it for. It loosens up your asshole so you're, or, I don't know. The first time I, I, not first done time it. I had anal it. sex I did poppers and it was great. Really? Yeah. Well, a, yeah, you need it. If you're a girl having anal, well, yeah. you need all the How help you can get. How does a popper work? You sniff it. It's basically like you're huffing like a weird chemical. But you know, you has, sniff Adam, it has Adam told and, you a story? Oh. And then you <laughs> inhale it through your nose, just the vapors of this little tiny bottle that smells kind of like a nail polish remover or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you get like a crazy head rush. And then mm-hmm. it kind of the head rush goes down through your body. Mm-hmm. Your asshole just like kind of <laughs> relaxes, opens up. And it then pops, you just feel like totally <laughs> euphoric. And you just, and sex feels, penetration feels incredible. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just so the but more you, you know. But you can do, but 
you shouldn't really do poppers all that much because it is like it's you're brain, it's brain flirting damage. with brain it's damage it's and brain I've damage. known people that have had gone blind from doing too many poppers so. <laughs> are you kidding no, me? no temporary blindness temporary. it can like cause vision problems like but it is like yeah. Yeah. fun for every once in a while I'd yeah. say once a month do yeah. poppers and get fucked in the ass or just regular fucked mm-hmm. um, but don't do th- maybe we, one bottle and our, then pour it down the sink our friend um did it once and we didn't know how did you do it so he accidentally drank it or no i don't know you inhale yeah he was doing it what and then it just he oh, got hit in the head and it went in his nose it in his and nose. it burned down his nose oh, my favorite part of the story though is that he passed out literally blacked out came to and then went back to the foursome i Whoa. love that i'm like honey i love it never underestimate a gay's tenacity to get fucked literally they're like anyways no worries like i love it just like getting back into the game yeah i love that it's, insp- it's inspiring hashtag inspiring hashtag do poppers hashtag don't do poppers hashtag do whatever you want <laughs> should we do one more yeah let's do I'm one more i'm sweating from that girl's babe family people are so lit i her love fa- it i like her fat meth head brother <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm glad that he's maybe, sober maybe now maybe her sister needs to do meth with him maybe that's the secret yeah. she can gain some weight <laughs> Oh, here's a good one. Dear Laura and Ryan. Oh, no. Stop. When people oh, say she spelled like, it wrong? Yeah, when yeah. people call Laura Laura all the yeah. time, and I'm convinced it's like a mental block because actually um, you're, the assistant at That's Wonderful was saying, oh, what I'm thinking of Laura. And I'm like, it's Laura on the yeah. phone. He was like, I literally can't conceive of that. He's like, I actually can't. Like, I try to say but Laura, I don't and it know just says why Laura. people so I can't think, conceive. But it's justice it's, for Laura. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, just, anyways, I don't know <laughs> if that's a troll. Or that yeah. what happened to me. Like, if you really if, got hung up if on If you're it, on the phone with me, you're panicking. <laughs> <laughs> Long time listener since Stressful. Pumped Podcast. I just wanted to let you both know that this episode truly spoke to me as someone who has had a true dark fear of how little I have and how little I make in terms of salary. This oh, is about man. our last episode oh, entitled wait, 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 Shannon you, and Vicky. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I agree with Ryan. People need to be more honest when it comes to how the system truly is a troll. As for me, I'm a newly licensed attorney in a Midwest state. I'm desperate for a job that pays a livable salary, but I find myself in an endless loop of unsatisfied job interviews that come to the same conclusion. You need more experience. So here I am, living on an embarrassingly low salary, toiling away at this firm that's taking advantage of my situation. Every week I get a little more desperate, but I'm determined to gain the experience I lack. And there's where I think our generation differs from others. We are hard workers and want what everyone wants, but the companies in climbing the corporate ladder are truly a lull. Companies are filled with baby boomers who will never retire, so the position on the corporate ladder is forever occupied. So my millennial generation has started a new trend of transitioning from company to company, job to job, in order to gain the salaries we want. So now we're the butt of every other generation's joke. Sorry for the tangent, but I was very happy to hear you and Ryan have an honest talk about a matter which many face. I hope you both pull through these times. People like us need to have each other's back. <laughs> P.S. More anal talk. I'm a believer in hashtag anal truth. I think men and women, gay and straight, need to quash the stigma about anal play. Anal is a great and wonderful experience. Well, Jim, as someone who makes scale on Big Bang Theory, do you, do, do you want to chime in? I think that I'm um, really inept part of the conversation. So, I hope that you get through this trying time. <laughs> 
I'm gonna pull through my LA experience. Yeah, I think it's gonna be okay. But I bet a lot gets taken away from you too. I bet people would be real. What? Taxes and taxes and you have an agent. You have a manager. You have a manager. Lawyer. You have everything. Everything you can possibly have. Yeah. So it's like publicist, lawyer. Oh, publicist. Okay. Oh yeah. The publicist. Oh, that's expensive. Yeah. And that's expensive. Well, they don't take They don't take commission either. You pay them. Yeah. The thing about um, making a lot of money is your nut gets bigger to crack every month. Like your overhead gets really high. More money, because, more problems. I mean, it kind of, but like, and you have like a fucking, you have people on <laughs> the payroll. Write songs about it for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> but you have people on the payroll. It's real. You yeah. have people that you, you're responsible for their livelihood. And that's really a lot. I just have one employee. Who? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Are you incorporated or whatever? No. no I, I, I need to incorporate. I need to incorporate. I should have done it last year and I should have done it this year. But I think I think I operate from a place of total fear of like, you know, I made a lot of money this year and last year, but I could make nothing this year. Yeah. I mean, you know, special's not exactly bringing home the bacon. Yeah. It's like bringing home the seitan. It's like, <laughs> it's bringing I home will the say I relate to, when y'all were talking about it last week, I do relate, like, one of the reasons I feel so, for many reasons, I'm fortunate for the job I found here, but one of them is because I was I was not... I was not taught smart money thing, any money thing. I wasn't taught anything. And my parents were very responsible with their money. You know, Mm -hmm. we didn't grow up wealthy or something like that, but they were really good with it. Mm -hmm. But we didn't talk about it. Like one of the ways in which they were being good, like their method was, it's none of your business what I make. It's none of your business what we do with it. As long as you're taking care. Not they said that to me. Mm -hmm. It was not like, see how we budget for this. And every month we do this, you know, at best it would be like, you lost your retainer. Do you know how much those costs? Um, yeah. Well, right. well, yeah. Now I feel bad. Yes. But, um, but I don't feel, I don't feel I have a great relationship. No, that's not true, but I feel like I don't have a smart relationship with money. You mm-hmm. know? But the thing is like, like the hard, like you, you just, you won't have to, I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's like, I feel like that's my problem too, is like, I don't really need to have one until I need to have one. Yeah. And that's the part that scares me. But you when I mean? you, the thing, thing that's the most troll is when you finally need to have one and i hope that neither of you have to go (laughs) through this i have a feeling you won't but like when you realize fuck i have to like get this together and i have truly no idea what i'm doing then it's like crisis mode because it feels like so overwhelming and it's just like how do i even make the first step when i was still in new york i went through you know i mean literally scavenging for cigarette money which quit smoking but Mm -hmm. i was addicted um uh (laughs) but but things like that and and it is that's where I think if, you know, talking about money and helping people is a good idea because it really is, there's just very little more frightening than yeah. going, I don't know what to do no. and, and this is done. And, and every time my mom like, will like be like, you need to stop. Like she, and she'll, she knows me so well. She's like, you need to stop going out to $200 dinner every night. Mm-hmm. And you're I'm like, like, no, oh, I'm and we were to Moza literally like last night <laughs> with your mother. No, no, I mean, oh, me. oh, me yeah. Laura. <laughs> I'm, he, I have a dependent. I have a dependent to on my feed. Form. Yeah, I'm, I'm I have like, a, I'm a, she's a dependent. Gonna, yeah, claim me as a dependent. <laughs> I don't know. If you claim me as a dependent, does that mean I don't have to pay taxes? <laughs> no, because I would love that. No, that you, yeah, this little regression to childhood. You know, she has become accustomed to a certain lifestyle. I she has. not willing. She I need. Has. I need. I know where she my bread Mozart. is buttered. Yeah, yeah at Mozart. Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> 
what's okay, so also what's interesting to me what I didn't tell you. But every time that we were we eat together, it's a write off. It's a write off. My whole life is a write off because we're business. Was the other misnomer? Who was it that thought everything was a write off? Was it you? I I literally thought both of us. Trust me, I thought the same thing. I was like, everything. I this was in New York in the doldrums. I was like, everything I do is related to work. Yeah, everything. I'm in the entertainment business, and that's really all I do. And the rude thing is, that's so not true. Not at all. It's not. not But I write off a lot of stuff. I know, but like. Oh, and then by the way, someone emailed me being like, you should be getting a lot of money back. And I forgot to include that I do. My tax return, I get a lot of money back. Well, like not. Yeah. Yeah. It's still depressing, but it's not. I do. I will get a lot of that money back. Yeah. People were really outraged by your taxes situation. I mean, I'm not like a complete fool. Like I have a good tax guy and like he gets me like everything back. And I also write down, right. I keep a meticulous record of like my expenses and like mm-hmm. what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. So it's not so bad. But one thing also that's interesting too is class anxiety within family because like I grew up middle class, like probably like lower middle class and um, my brother became rich and and then I became, I guess, rich or something at 18. I got my CP money. So I was richer than my parents overnight, which is a mind fuck, like truly mm-hmm. bizarre, like really interesting because I think both my mom and my dad are like kind of, um, proudly like blue collar as in like they kind of reject anything that could be seen as like bourgeois or anything like that mm-hmm. so I think that they were sort of trolled by my money situation in a weird way like they I don't know like well, it just would be kind of weird to I it's think weird. all it's of a weird. sudden like that it's and like you sister- know how much money I was just thinking today weirdly when I passed a billboard for young Sheldon and I <laughs> like looked at that little boy's yeah. face yeah. and I was like okay Here's a child yeah. that's like acting on like a big show mm-hmm. on like a network TV Major show, making show. Yeah. money. And like, what if I had a child that was making right. all this money? Right. And like, how would I would feel weird about well, that? Well, hopefully you won't steal it. No, I know. Would I steal my child? I was like, would I steal? I don't think you would. I know people do. Obviously, people do. But I do think that it's it's, it's think hard it would... to imagine yourself in the abstract in that. Like, I yeah. think having your own child is sudden. I don't have one, but from what I hear, yeah. it's right. such a specific thing that I think that even you can't imagine how you'd feel about yeah. that. And like, would it cross your mind as being like, well, maybe I need just like, you know, a thousand bucks or something. I'll just like take it out of young Sheldon's account. I'm like, <laughs> and it just it got me thinking. I was like, whoa. And then I was like, I'm see, never letting my child be a child actor. It's but see, not the happening. thing is you would yeah. also be, you would in some ways, I, if I understand, I can imagine would be almost employed by your child. Yeah. Though, because that's you your job. Are, that's that's exactly your full-time right. job. Yeah. You that's that's why it gets work another job. Mm-hmm. That's why it's complicated because in a way you are earning money. I mean, yeah. that, that becomes your life is managing this person. So mm-hmm. you are entitled to some yeah. money. Yeah. So you it's just, have to. yeah, you have to, to live. I mean, obviously, but yeah. so it becomes, oh, well, weird... I'll take a percentage. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. I was, before you said, it, I was like, "This is exactly in Hollywood. Happens all yeah. the time." With yeah, kid and it's just like it's a weird thing to think about. Yeah, yeah, it is. And hey, very particular. Can I hop to Botox real quick? Yeah, it's specific to oh, you. Yeah. yeah. So, was it in the very first episode, or maybe it was the second, when you had just come back from? Who gave you the free Botox? My stepmother gave me was the, the first episode. <laughs> this might have been the first episode. Either one. It was did we do? It was after Thanksgiving. It was after Thanksgiving. It was right after Thanksgiving. Anyway, so you, I didn't. There was a party 
that you went, both of you were there, and Todd went, but I was working. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah, that was great. The and Adam's Todd party. is not a reader, which yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say. I don't right. Know. That's okay. Mind. He likes music. I like podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like music, too, but I like to listen to podcasts on the radio. On the I'm for, I'm, forgiveness is something I'm practicing, practicing every day. Yeah. Yeah, you don't so look too angry. So, no, but, um, well, she so came with her face. the party, and <laughs> something was being said, and he goes, Laura's even younger than I remember her. Like, I never remember how young she is. And I literally go, wow. she just had Botox. <laughs> I said, why did you say that? He goes, I really, when I, when I was face to face, I was like, God, I, I forget how young she is. Oh, Wait. I'm so also, young. I love you're blowing up her spot. I love you just, if you, if you become a reader, my spot's blown. But I'd like to take it back to my acting thing where people said I could play a high school student. <laughs> Four years ago. Cast me. It was four, so, four years ago. Cast me as a high schooler. It was so J -Lo in high school. Equals two. It was such an ABC connection. Yeah. I heard you say it. He came home and said it. I was like, well, she got exactly what she was going for. Yeah, I love that it. Shit achieved. Works. Goal achieved. That's good. I missed my Botox. It was really funny. I yeah. love that. I need to go no back. Idea. I'm going back to Oklahoma soon to but get But y'all talked about <laughs> that you you feel like you can't, even though you can feel it's gone, you feel like you I still, still see. It does. Right. It's still... It kind of does something to kind of hold things in yeah. place, even though it's, for the most part, I think totally worn off now. Did it hurt? It didn't hurt the first time. And then the second time, a, an assistant prepared it with some, because I guess you mix oh. Botox and water, or you can mix it with another yeah. chemical. And she'd <laughs> mixed it with like a saline solution. Oh. And it hurt so bad. I was like Literally crying. solved in the wound. Yeah. And oh I was like, God. why does it hurt so bad this time? Wow. Like the last time it didn't hurt. And then it turned out that the assistant had mixed it with this other what thing that caused it to hurt. Yeah. You should sue. Did so, you know you can shoot Kybella into your... What is Kybella? Yeah. And you can it's do it under Well, that's here. what it's for, I think. Yeah. That's what the commercials are for. But you can put it in the midsection and it'll freeze the fat away. I'm would you ready. ever? Would you, would you ever get work done? Uh, I'm, I guess never say never in that idea of like well i mean if i'm going the full spectrum like like if something were to happen god forbid and it was um reconstructive or whatever right. um but as far as like i don't know <laughs> you mean that... you wouldn't just let your face be smashed in? <laughs> no you're like well i'm gonna be really brave right now and tell you the truth if something <laughs> actually really fucked up happened to my face i would fix it i would um <laughs> I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. You won't need it, TBH. You're, you're everybody. Mm, you're like ten well, years behind. Well, How old are you? Forty? Thirty-four? Oh, but you start. Yeah, Lol. you like the fountain of youth is Honey, happening. I'll be forty-five, and I'm I don't know who's blood you have to Vino and Olay, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. You don't start know. to notice, like, the thing about the Botox was I did that, and then I immediately started to notice, like, mouth lines. And then I was like, well, okay, now I would love some filler. So, and I can just see how slope. eventually it just starts yeah. to be like, well, I can just fix this thing. Yeah. But I feel like for myself, I've always been really obsessed with plastic surgery and so into, like, just what can be done mm -hmm. and very also conscious about, like, vain but also conscious about how i look so i mm -hmm. don't think i would ever get to a point where i would be like the cat lady jocelyn wild and right. you know what i mean right. like i would not i wouldn't get work done you would too. no you've said so. to me that you would no I don't you don't think, think so. why do you come here to lie 
Why do you bring us to this table? Well, what, 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 let's assume you're telling the <laughs> truth for a second. You well, because you I think see? it looks weird on men, TBH. Well, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe it's yeah. that gendered. I don't know. Which is, but like, I look at like Jeff Lewis on Bravo, and it scares me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh, those lips and the he can't move his well, face. I do feel like you know? all of our perceptions have changed, and it could continue to change. Even I'm sure it will in some ways, but I do feel like a lot of things that back in 1992 say that you saw right. when somebody was getting things done. I'm sure that the procedures have changed too, where they do quote unquote better work. Yeah. But I do think a lot of it is that we have become accustomed to, well, that's what a woman or sometimes a man in their whatever age looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not by nature. No. no. That's just what we've gotten used I to. I think now. plastic surgery and filters and social media, I think we've literally forgotten like what people are supposed to look like in real mm-hmm. life. I think I'm it's sure. like, it's bizarre. Like, yeah. we, like, I don't think we know how to like process what a face even is supposed to look like now. It's yeah. weird. I don't know. And that's, there are certain actresses or as they age it's like i found myself being like oh has this woman gotten plastic surgery is that why she looks weird and then you realize they she probably hasn't gotten any and that's why it looks like she has it's we it's like bizarre my face is having a renaissance right now your face you're in a hot period what's happening i don't know i honestly can't it's the glasses i I saw i saw a friend that i hadn't seen in in like a year but yesterday and she goes you look really good and i'm like (laughs) and i'm like i know i think i think (laughs) it's the glasses i think it's you washing your face oh stop i think it is you you still wash your face yeah but here's the deal so when i went really ham on my skincare like journey i actually was breaking out and now all i do is i use cleanser and moisturizer that's it my skin it, i feel like the i feel like the more you fuck with it the more you risk getting well, irritated there's certainly a matter of truth to that so keep it yeah. simple i do been, i think that's true yeah. but yeah the, you go through period uh, periods with looks and i'm just hoping this one lasts a while i've been using that natura Bisset, that like insanely expensive skincare that like oh, a reader my friend you, right? kate sent us yeah. and then i stole yours you stole mine yeah. are you enjoying it i love it it's actually changed my life and yeah. I don't know how I'm going to ever be able to downgrade now. So I'm going to just need it to keep coming or be like a spokesperson for them or something. But John Mayer uses it and he loves it. And so now I feel. Yeah. Yeah. John Mayer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't care about him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you going to talk about Andy Cohen this week or no? No, I'm not. Well, no, no I can't. That's complicated. Yeah, he's don't. your, he's your boss in a way, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Laura got really scared. I did. Laura got really because he's like gay mafia. He's literally gay mafia. Well, she and I are both adjacent to him. I yeah, mean, like, I'm we not do trying things to associated like, with. Yeah. I don't know why you were so interested in taking him down. Yeah. Well, because I think someone has to. Because I think. Why? Well, what has he done? He's a reader. Actually, emailed. He has. I think. And a reader emailed us about this. And I was like, I'm not reading because I'm not read opening it. Oh, up. what is it? I'm not I'm sorry. opening it. Andy, I'm sorry. I'm not it no, it's fine. Okay, fine. What is it? I'll let you bury okay. yourself, Andy. If you're listening, I know. Literally, I the, disagree. the house just starts shaking. Yeah. I lose all my jobs, all my opportunities. Yeah. Have you met him? Um, yeah, no. you did watch What Happens Live oh, as a bartender. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but he was a little dead inside. He's a oh little dead. God. He's a little dead. He's lightly dead inside. We got and reader I think, mail. I think in order to be where he is, mm. you have to be slightly Here's dead another inside. Another person. Okay, what? at the risk of angering the gay mafia slash endangering mm-hmm. Laura's professional process. Laura. Who is Laura? <laughs> so they're really spelling it wrong. They're spelling it yeah. wrong. Okay. Readers, come on. <laughs> I trusted you. They think it's Lara. They think the other spelling will be Lara. That's yeah. fine though. I I Lara love when people weird call too. me Lara. Oh. <laughs> 
I do. I went on a date with a guy that kept calling me Lara, and I didn't correct him. <laughs> it was Why? kinky. It was, I like it. It was kinky. And, I like yeah, it. it was kinky. Oh foreplay. God. It was foreplay. Like, what else would you mispronounce? You can give, wrong, we can give anything wrong that way, but not that yeah. way. Lara is L-A-R-A. So yeah. as long as you're staying in the L-A-R-A family, I'm fine. Okay. But once you go to Laura, I'm like, okay. you're what dead this, to what me. What does this say? Yeah. What does this say? I'm hoping you could both expand a bit on the darkness of Andy Cohen. Me expand? I don't feel <laughs> it. She Ryan's won't. observation that he has internalized homophobia feels true. What gay watches baseball? <laughs> That's not part of me. It. His lack of it, as Ryan called it, kindness also seems evident. I met him once at the Samsung store in the meatpacking district. Dark. And now I know. <laughs> truly know the sensation of being invisible. <laughs> if his image as an affable gay is false, why does it persist? And where does his darkness come from? Well, Jim, Wait, Jim, can I be candid? to be on a meet and greet every time he's in the so Jim, can I be whatever? candid? When I, did, when I did Watch What Happens Live, yeah. When I was the bartender, he, when I, I basically didn't exist until he was like, well, he goes, what do you have coming up? And I'm like, well, actually my book's being adapted um, into a show. It's being produced by Jim Parsons. And literally it was like going from invisible to him seeing me. And it's like, you just, you know, like, I mean, everyone has experienced this being around celebrity, like when they decide to see you, like you're literally like you're invisible until you're not. And the second I said your name, it was like, ding, 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 ding. And he just started treating me like way different. And We've he was really like, come full circle in this podcast. Alive. We have come we? full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm that's pouring, what I'm, I'm, so pouring I'm just sweat. saying, I'm, I'm dis- disassociating from reality. <laughs> she's she's taking like, her rocket ship out of here. It's not safe. It's <laughs> not safe. It's not safe for me. All I can tell you is all of my interactions with him but have you're been famous. positive. Okay, okay, fine. You know, I, and, and and okay, you can have that opinion. They have been. <laughs> I have so many friends in common. Yeah, that I didn't know that we were going to have in common. People that I love. Yeah, love him and get along. I love. Um, I love. So, his... and this is. I don't know him well, so yeah. I can't. I can't go more than that. But. I just felt it needed a little bit of balance, and she's too scared to say anything well, about it. Well, we have common friends, and I would like to be on Watch What Happens Live someday. I mean, the reality is, is like I think he's a self-admitted like starfucker. He yeah. loves celebrity. That's his whole thing. I think he's is like, transparent about that, which is why it doesn't bother me as much. It would bother me more if he was like, I'm down that, to earth. I don't care well, about but also, that. But also, it's, it's, the head. it speaks to like my insecurity where like I want to be accepted by him I want him to see me and I'm you just not famous enough you want to be famous I'm not famous enough for him maybe this is a you problem not an Andy well, problem well I think I think treating only caring about famous people Every is definitely a, is. Is a, a Andy Cohen it's a problem it's, it's, a, it's not a great problem to have. well I feel bad for having brought it up in no. a way well but it's fine it's, it's fine. fine I mean again I will like, I've I'll, just made us go I'll, too long I'll, I'm sure I'm sorry I'll lose this apartment I'm sure I'll be like oh, I'll be Jesus. evicted Ryan's I'll be evicted he's gonna he's gonna take a SWAT team to take me out my career takes off he'll relocate Sorry, I'm going with Andy. You're not invited. Oh my god! If you became friends with Andy Cohen, I would kill myself. Literally, I like would. why? Because I would like. How am I going to compete with Andy? Never say never. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. The friendships are different to me. They I hold would you be. both in different regards. I we do different, different things. Men. We like different things. We have yeah. different passions. Andy yeah. and I could go see The Grateful Dead. He's also a deadhead, which when you're a deadhead to me, I'm like, you're in. I don't give a shit. And like I said last time, you're certainly dead. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on that note, we gotta go. Yeah, we do. We gotta go. It's time to end <laughs> this. I'm sorry. This has been. Jim, thank, thank you for being our first. Thank you for being our first guest. I imagine they'll only go up from here, but you never know. So no, um, it's gonna all, it was so good. And thank you I for think... championing the brand and <laughs> you know being what? an avid I, reader. I get behind things I believe in. Yeah, yeah you know? of course. You gotta find... <laughs> You gotta find something to believe in. If it's not babe, I don't know what it is. 
Um, all right. All well, right. Write us emails, babepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website, babepodcast.com. Yeah, and watch my show special when it airs 2040. Actually, I think in that Samsung uh, store in the, in the meatpacking district. It streams Isn't, in that the Samsung premier- Samsung Isn't that premiering store? at the Samsung store in the meatpacking district? The one that, yeah. I think that's when it's coming out. So. I, uh, an actress, will be acting in the project. <laughs> so I'm I'll very excited about I'll that. I'll hopefully know how to. Hopefully, Ryan act. will act. You know, when I did my first session, that she was like. My Earhart biopic. No, you're Amelie. You're Amelie Earhart. They just found her bones, they think. Yeah. Well, honey, they're always going to write something soon. I'm ready. They're always finding her bones. I think every year they find her bones. Yeah. Um, one thing from the first session that my acting coach said to me is I would say a line, but I would go like, like sighing, like, like my character was, she's like, do not sigh. She goes, that's a bad acting thing. Do not sigh. And I was like, shook. And then I never sighed again. Yeah, you need someone you to can't like point out those little things. Do you, you sigh, Jim? I don't think you sigh. I, I mean, when the moment calls for it or I feel it, yes. My I mean, acting making coach, human noises is smart on camera. And my stuff. acting coach said never make a sigh. Never sigh. <laughs> Your Sometimes a sigh might will be, be appropriate, right? Yeah, well, if, That's it, what I if it calls for a sigh, but not every well, time before you speak. you were doing. I mean, if you're doing it every yeah. line, I can see that and give her a real <sighs> conniption like, fit. <laughs> hey, Ryan, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no that's not going to work. Emergency surgery. A tour de force. Um, she sounds like my therapist. She sounds adjacent <laughs> oh, to my therapist God. who said, just do one thing. <laughs> do one I thing stopped that. seeing that. I was done. I know. Now. I heard. What well, one I'm thing done. were you picking? The potty? No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the potty's the first to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, all right. All right. We're done. We're done here. Yeah, We're done. I think right. Three sighs will bring us out. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> goodbye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.